Hey everybody, welcome to the Nudist Colony, the Low Tea, No Tea podcast with the butter on a biscuit. I'm Ross. <laughs> with the butter on a biscuit, what does that mean? Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. I'm hungry. You know, it sounds like a countryism. Sounds like something oh, we yeah. have here in the great state of Oklahoma. Uh, I am your co-host, Brent Hibbard. We both reside in Oklahoma, as I just said. Big T town. Absolutely. Repping the nine one eight. Uh, all day, every day. Mm-hmm. God damn. You remember Grandy's, the restaurant? Ooh. Oh my god, they had the best fucking biscuits. They did of they all did. fucking time. What happened to cafeterias? Was it like Lubby's, Lubies, Lubies. <laughs> I don't know which one is worse, honestly. Lubies. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say, Grady's? Grandies. Grandies. Yeah. Okay. Um, Maybe was that was like? a regional thing. Uh, there was uh, Grandies, Lubies, and uh, uh, God, there's like a third one that yeah. I can't think of. But uh, man, I I remember eating at Luby's once, once because it was terrible. It was like when you go furniture shopping and you see yeah. the wax fruit on a dining table. <laughs> it was like that level of stuff. And I remember like uh, because I'm not a picky eater. Whenever Did you go I, with your grandmother, uh, I went with my uh, wife and her grandparents. Okay, so and, grandparents were yeah. involved. So we had a, a late dinner at five thirty. You know. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I remember we went and I'm not a picky eater. So anytime we go through a buffet like that, you know, and it's one of those things where you like take your food tray down the line and and you just like point at something and then a person like puts it on your plate or whatever. And I'm, you know, I'm just like taking all kinds. I, I, I'm not picky at all. Uh, certain foods I'd prefer not touch other foods, but otherwise I will eat it all together. Uh, I got a nice variety, a nice spread of food. So I thought. All of it was just terrible. Just bland. It tasted like salt. Yeah, it tastes like white people food. And that's what it was. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, okay, this is... When when you hear a black comedian talk about how uh, white people don't season their food, that's lubies. May it, <laughs> may it rot in fucking hell. Fur, furs. Fur, there we go. That's furs. what it was. That yeah. was the other one. Okay. Furs was like kind of legit. I remember was eating it? there with my dad, and he, okay. would, he would love a, a furs coupon at a buffet. <laughs> uh, not... I, I don't want to say he's a cheap man, but like sometimes, you know, like, you know, sometimes, but, uh, they had some like decent food. It was like nice and greasy and kind of like, uh, tasted a little bit homemade, a little bit, but like just enough, like not enough to where you could like taste racism in it, you know? Right. It was just like, it was, it was church Sunday food. Yeah. Yeah. Post, uh, service, post service lunch. Yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. potluck, and everybody would bring stuff, and it was all like kind of okay, yeah. you know, yeah, mm, yeah. But yeah. it was a uh, it was a, a little bit greasy, but also quite tasty. That's kind of like me. Hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ross. We have to address the uh, one of the elephants in the room, which is you've got a West Borland shirt. Oh, West yes. Borland, the guitarist from Limp Biscuit. Uh, whenever you show up at my house for these records. You show up, you always have a nice presentation. Sometimes you hide and you trick me. I don't think I've ever once knocked on your door and not done a weird thing. You didn't do a weird thing today, but you did stand there standing wearing weird. that shirt in, in full glory. Yes. And uh, I can see why. It's, I just it, let it speak for itself. It's tremendous. You know, it's we've got the, the double eyeballs. Uh, it's almost as if uh, Wes has painted eyeballs on his cheekbones. Uh, well, we'll have to take a picture almost of this. As if. And, and uh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> Uh, well, I was thinking like it could have been like photoshopped or something. I, I'm not sure if it's a oh. painting or if it's like an actual. No, this is an actual thing he wears on stage. This oh, it's a costume oh, you that he seen paints this? on it. 
Uh, I don't think I've seen this particular one. It's like if uh, The Undertaker was also an owl tripping on acid a little bit, is what that reminds me of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we'll we'll, we'll post a picture of this to our uh, social media accounts. Yeah. Nudist Colony, or Nudist Pod. I really wanted it. He was was also selling the bunnies. He's always got those bunnies. I didn't know what you were talking about, but I I came across that, that post on Instagram, I think. But uh, yeah, so did you, did you read what like the explanation for for what it, for what it's from? Uh, he had mentioned it, but I've since forgotten. My brain okay. is bad. So when they first go when they first went to record at Indigo Ranch, mm-hmm. um, which was for three dollar bill, y'all, they went on a walk, and on this walk, buried down in the ground was this like plastic bunny. Um, and Wes dug it up and like the ears were all fucked up because like some animal would come by and chewed on it. Who knows how this bunny, this plastic bunny ended up underground, but somehow or another Wes found it, dug it up and has kept it ever since. Um, I think he displays it during the, I want to say like break stuff video. That fellow uh, right there. Yes, that's that, the one. That's it right there. Yep. We'll have this up on uh, the socials as well. And I'm kicking myself for not buying it, but I, it was $60 and I was just like, Ugh. but then I saw the shirt. And I was like, well, I got to get the shirt because that's awesome. Um, And no one's going to know what it is except for like people I probably don't want to talk to. (laughs) No, that's not true. Yeah. No, there's, there's cool people out there. Uh, But, but uh, yeah, as we get more into Limp Bizkit, I'll explain kind of my, uh, my undying love for, for West Borland. I mean, everyone should just inherently love that man. He's, He's, uh, he's, he's the best. He appears to be genuinely a, great dude yeah you know very supportive of uh uh all of his fans of course but like also like people regardless of their lifestyle or whatever like i've never oh, heard yeah, him yeah, yeah, yeah. say anything bad about a person aaron that lewis. i also liked <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah okay take that back yeah 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 aaron lewis <laughs> that aaron so, lewis yeah. story is absolutely fucking hilarious yeah we'll get there eventually or people can just look it up but uh yeah they long story short it was like they ran into each other at an airport and uh, Wes eventually just told him to fuck off. Well, well. Uh, so Aaron Lewis said, "Hey man, you're Florida. Don't you ever you don't you ever forget where you came from? You're not like Hollywood." Mm-hmm. <laughs> West Portland was like, "I haven't lived there in like 30 years." Mm-hmm. So he's like, "Just fuck off, man!" Like, mm-hmm. and told him to fuck off. Yeah. Um, and I guess Aaron Lewis started talking shit about him online i don't know i don't I think it was on like the radio or something like that maybe it was like in an interview who gives a shit about fucking aaron lewis no one no one gives a shit about you mm-hmm. aaron lewis mm-hmm. except for maybe like country maga people i guess now because he's like he's full board mm-hmm. he's all trumpy mm-hmm. all right yep but i'm on but, the outside but look, this is like when ashton kutcher went on two and a half men it's like i don't really care for Ashton Kutcher. So if he's going on a TV show, I don't watch and don't have any affinity for fine. Hey, you, good to see you doing your thing. But uh, I have, it's not going to be part of my concentric right. circle of pop culture right. so. until he comes on the ranch. And then I'm <laughs> all on board. Hell yeah, that. dude. Hell yeah. The ranch. Did you ever watch any of that? No, I didn't watch it. Fuck no. It terrible. No. I do love Sam Elliott though. I do like Sam Elliott, but I'm like, I'll, I'll catch him on something that yeah, uh, that's is good. good. I'll, I'll watch know? Roadhouse again for the 50th time. Or the first Ghost Rider movie. Hell yeah. Dude, hell yeah. <laughs> do you, who do you think would win in a fight between whoever he was in Ghost Rider and, um, uh, God damn it, Blade. <laughs> oh, fucking. Oh, Whistler? Whistler. There we go. Ooh. Well, it's got to be. Chris Christopherson. It's got to be 
Sam Elliott as the OG Ghost Rider. Yeah, right? that's true. Right, because he was like a, a cowboy. But like, Whistler has vampire, and I guess I'm assuming supernatural hunting abilities. Uh, I think, man, I just rewatched those Blade movies like last October. God damn it, Blade! <laughs> yeah. That's all he says. I like to think that they would come together and just be the best of friends. You know? Yeah, I I, I would like that. Christopher yeah. Sofferson and uh, Sam Elliott. Oh my god, cowboying it up. Yeah. Just being like so disgruntled with technology. Yeah. It's like you put them in a room and then like toss it, <laughs> an iPhone to them and just like let them try to figure it out. You say you're this piece of shit. <laughs> and I'm reading my thumbprint. <laughs> okay, so we're a we're a new metal podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of dorks here. Uh, yeah. This mm. is all intro. So if you're coming to this to listen specifically to new metal stuff, um, good luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, we Hopefully, we're, I mean, we're eight episodes in at this yeah. point, right? People have uh, hopefully listened to all of them. If not, maybe they just kind of hunt and peck, depending on the topic or the sure. album we discuss or sure. whatever. But hopefully for the people who do listen uh, bi-weekly to bi-weekly, they understand that we're going to ramble on a little bit. But that's kind of part of it, right? But yeah. uh, look, eventually we'll get to the main topic at hand. Yeah. But we before we move forward... We do have to address another thing Ooh, that came up recently. An even bigger elephant in the room. That's right. Dumbo. They're going to remake it again. Finally. <laughs> Dumbo gets his vengeance. Uh, no. Uh, Tim Burton's going to take another stab at it. <laughs> oh, God. Another thing that I don't want to have anything to do with. From you the know? twisted mind of Danny DeVito. <laughs> Wait. I might be back in. <laughs> DeVito's part of it. Um, so, episode six, you and I, we discussed... Two albums that were yeah. we were kind of just so so on. Uh, Cold right. Chambers self titled no, right? No, I guess it was self titled for them. Uh, whatever the yeah, case, so self titled for Cold Chamber. Yeah, and then Power Man Five Thousands, uh, Mega, Mega Kung, Kung Fu, Fu Radio, Radio right? Yeah. So debut albums from both of them. Yeah. Um, I had uh, mentioned on that episode I like one of them, uh, the other one I do not like, and I felt like I had set up the joke that like I was talking quite a bit of shit about coal chamber yeah and then that was one you power, yeah that was the one i like <laughs> but then uh I, I i do feel like it, it should have come across that the the power man 5000 one was better but i don't know if that maybe got lost on people or whatever but all that to say i i do stand by like the rating that we had for it sure regardless of this but uh on our uh comment for um on our Instagram for episode six. Well, well, to to, to, yeah. to preface this, so at the end of the episode, we go on a little bit of a tangent because one of the last songs, maybe the last song, is Superman shot himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we go on a little tangent about because we're we're geeks and we're like, uh, Superman can't shoot himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, this we were going into how it annoys us when people get basic comic book things wrong right and the episode comes out and then what, a few days later yeah not not too long after it had come out i had just for whatever reason uh i think maybe i had a notification come across i was like no nah, this can't be right so i i looked at it and it was a comment on our instagram post not for the episode but it was like the post before that saying upcoming we're going to be discussing these two albums right uh, there was a comment from spider one the literal lead singer of Power Man 5000, uh, I went to his page just to double check. I mean, people can name themselves whatever on the internet or whatever. Right. But all of the associated posts 
where pictures of him at concerts and like that was really him. Yeah, so I, I feel pretty safe saying that. But he had mentioned on that that uh, post, he said George Reeves, the actor who played Superman, I guess like in the old like the serials, old, the, like black and white right. ones, right? Uh, who played Superman died of a gunshot wound to the head. Apparently, a suicide. A <laughs> suicide. A suicide. He did it. <laughs> He got an episode of Ninja Turtles. He was like, this is the way for me. Uh, but yeah, apparently a suicide. Hope that helps. Ha. So, uh, and the only way he would have known that is if he listened to the episode. And he had listened to the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he like scrubbed through, uh, you know, the first part of it or whatever. Even but, he's like, fuck Cold Chamber. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of easy to see how many would get there. But uh, yeah, so he had like listened to at least a portion of the show. Right. Yeah. Um, but like, all things being said, like, not like the worst thing. Like, if it were Des from Coal Chamber or whatever, I would have been like, oh, yeah. shit, because we, I, I do remember vividly talking shit about it. And I, I like I said, I, I got to stand, like, I'm not going to go back and listen to that Power Man 5000 album again for the most part, but I did add a couple of those songs we talked about to yeah. my, like, own personal, like, best of nudist colony playlist or whatever because i do like them mainly because you like them and i have like now nostalgia from like <laughs> a month ago or whatever whenever we talked about it but um but yeah so i'm like i i do think those songs are better than the cold chamber ones but i do like loco just because of again nostalgia or whatever right yeah but i all that to say could have been way worse you know oh god yeah could have been yeah. a, a worse interaction and, and you know it's made me a little bit self-conscious um, mm. that I'm like, oh shit, the people that made these albums might be listening to it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to hold back because I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, but it did make me kind of go like, oh wow, fucking, <laughs> he listened to it. The guy that we were talking about listened to it. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, I don't, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, I don't want to like censor myself right. on this, right? But also I want people to know like, this like sure this is like an album review podcast or whatever but also yeah. it's like we're trying to be like funny and entertaining as well you know that's the thing yeah, yeah. so we're, we're trying to find that line to to write but i will say this is not the first time this has happened to me at the beginning of a podcast that oh, i co-host really? oh yes so on my other podcast let's talk about stuff there was a time uh maybe three years ago or so yeah. where i had mentioned that i read this comic and I talked about it on the, the episode, and then when I had posted to, I think, Twitter specifically, I had done the, the hashtag for that specific comic. Right. And uh, there was a, a comic that was a spinoff of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles called uh, Adolescent Radioactive Black Belt Hamsters. Oh, right. Have, have you ever, oh, you've heard of this? Familiar, yes. Have you read it? Like if it, I have, I, I don't remember. It okay. seems like I did at one point. It's, but... a, it's a deep cut. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, but on that episode, I had uh, kind of eviscerated it a little bit. Uh, I, I've part of me is like maybe it's being overly harsh, but then I flipped through it today. I was like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by this. But yeah, um, yeah. the the I guess the creator or co-creator Don Chin had like uh, re responded back to it or whatever. Yeah, uh, and I was like, oh okay, like I hope he didn't think it was too harsh. And then I was like. Maybe I should like contact him and be like, oh, hey. Oh, Don Chin. I know his brother, Butt Chin. Butt Chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say. <laughs> Went to school. Didn't mean to interrupt that. <laughs> no, that was, it was worth it. I had to go. But I uh, I was like, maybe maybe we should like 
try to have him on or whatever. Then I dug a little bit further. I was like, oh, this guy's politics is uh, does not jive with mine. Uh, you know, not, Ethan Van Shiver fan, eh? Potentially, but like, you know, it's definitely like a, a MAGA fella. So I'm like, oh yeah, I don't care about any of this. But uh, yeah. the uh, the comic in question is is right here, all and right. like, there's I couldn't really find much redeeming about it. Like all the characters are pretty much the same. The art is really not a whole lot to write home about. Um, I, I could see that there was effort put into the art, but it's just I don't know. Not might be a little too uh, quarter bin indie for my tastes or whatever. And sometimes I like that, but this is like. I don't know. There's there's just nothing to glom on to. But uh And we've got a lighter and we're about to set it on fire, oh, don't yeah, you? Dude. <laughs> this thing is this thing actually worth something? If Not I to me. Correctly? Tell you what. Uh no, I think I like found it in, in like a dollar bin or something like that. Maybe I paid a couple of bucks for it or whatever, but uh <laughs> it's it's not like Okay, the best part is on the mm-hmm. back. It's got a quote from Swill Eisner, Wilt Simonson. Santa Claus Jansen, Beastman and Laird, and the publisher. Mm-hmm. That's kind of funny. They put the most effort into the uh, the fake back quotes here, I think. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So well, you know what? I'd rather be uh, Don Chin. I'm gonna send you a good old get fucked, and we will see your ass in court. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say if I if I could choose to be chastised by one of them, I'm gonna pick Spider One over. Don Jen, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And look, if we had also mentioned on the podcast, like we're kind of looking, or we have some affinity or nostalgia for some later songs by Power Man Five Thousand, right? So, right, it's like, you know. And I think I like that album a little bit more than you did, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I was I was happy to see that. That was cool. That was that was yeah. cool as shit. Mm-hmm. That was the first feedback that we've got on an episode. <laughs> Well, all that to say, uh, we also have had some nice reviews on Apple Podcasts. So thank you for oh, the people who have done that, uh, given us the five stars and like, awesome. left an actual like uh, text review. That's wow. appreciated. So uh, Any thank you criticisms? for doing I won't hear them. <laughs> uh, not that I saw. Okay, good. But, you know, I've got my I, I hit the little like toggle switch for no criticisms. <laughs> so I was just like, you know. Just only good stuff or whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's how do, I've set, set up my whole life. Do you Did you ever listen to You Talking You Two to Me? Uh, I, Adam Scott and Scott Ackerman. I don't think I've listened to that show, but like some of their like spinoff stuff, kind of depending on the guest or whatever. Right. I listened well, to that Todd Glass episode of oh, whatever that God, was. Stained Glass. Stained one of the best <laughs> episodes of podcasting. <laughs> they talk existence. about the band Stained. So it's yeah. new metal related. Hey, there so we go. We're linking it back. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's one episode where they get a bad review from somebody who's like, I like you 2 and what the fuck is this shit? They don't talk about you 2 They're just making stupid jokes all the time. I thought this was a U2 podcast. And they call Apple support and ask them to remove the bad review. Really? <laughs> yeah. And now that I'm thinking about it, that was a Hollywood handbook bit. I'm sorry. It was oh, not okay. you talking to me. <laughs> That was a Hollywood handbook bit where they call Apple support and try to get her to remove a bad review. Um, I mean, either way, it yeah. was it was worth it. It's funny. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> we assure you it's funny. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, any other small business before we get into our main business of the 
Well, one thing I guess we can touch on, it's going to be real quick, though, is where is New Metal at this point? And I think New Metal yeah. is at the same point that it was last time we talked about it. Yeah, after uh, the, the last time uh, we discussed on yeah. episode seven, we discussed, discussed, discussed. we discussed seven dust. We discussed seven dust. Um, and uh, yeah, like it's it's kind of like New Metal is a thing. It's uh, about three years old. It says that first yeah. Korn album was in 94, where at the uh, in the beginning... Uh, in uh, quarter two, Q2 of 1997 at this point in the timeline. And uh, yeah, so some of these bands are being influenced, but it's hard to say how directly they're influenced, right? Because right. I, I would imagine some of these, uh, the people in these bands have played in other bands and they just kind of found their way into whatever situation they're in. Now. Right. And I think, I think the band that we're going to be talking about today um was maybe not musically influential but from what i understand mm-hmm. um just them as a as as people were very influential because they were very much in the uh they were they were in the 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 scene yeah the new yeah. metal scene mm-hmm. and so a lot of people were you know very close with them um i imagine it kind of like a temple of the dog scenario where uh you know s- someone dies and then all, all their friends who are you know fairly larger magi- magicians mm-hmm. musicians than, it's gonna uh, be one of those episodes it's gonna be yeah i'm We're uh, both talking it's twisted. a long it's been a long day yeah um uh, you, you know, comes in uh, or, or passes away, and then everybody kind of comes together and does like a tribute album. Mm-hmm. Even though the the band in question, which I guess was that was lead singer from Mother Love Bone, yeah, yeah, lead singer from Mother Love Bone, um, passed away, and then all the Seattle grunge guys came together and made um, uh, Temple of the Dog. Really? Yeah. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's got a lot of um. I knew Temple of of the Dog was a thing. It had a Pearl Jam and Soundgarden members in it. Yes. Right. But I didn't I didn't know that was the like how they got together. Or, yeah. I just thought that was like a band before, and then they like split off and did. No, no, it was project. it was all dedicated to and I cannot remember the guy's name, mm-hmm. but um, Mother Love Bone, which is a band that I think is I don't want to say slept on, mm-hmm. um, but it, 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 they were they were influential at the time. And I think this band. I heard a lot of uh, uh, other um, musicians, you know, when they talk about uh, Lynn Strait, um, like a lot of reverence and everybody loved him. And, you know, like his death was like a big, it's almost like, it's almost like a necessary part of a new genre is for like an influential band that never really like made it big. The, mm-hmm. One of the members dies and then the entire community kind of rallies around that. Yeah. And like it, it kind of, I don't want to say bolsters them up, but it kind of in a weird way, like, like propels them forward. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, I think that's really what happened here. Um, Andrew Patrick Wood was the lead singer for Mother Love Bone that okay. passed away, I believe from a heroin overdose. Wow. Um, well, he was in a grunge band in Seattle, so. Yeah. Imagine um, that, right? Yeah. Damn. I'm reading, uh, I'm reading the uh, Mark Lanigan book who recently passed away. Mark Lanigan, RIP, huge fan um he was a lead singer for screaming trees um back in the 90s i'm sure if i played you some songs you'd recognize them um they were pretty big radio hits and uh then he was the like the second uh singer for queens of the stone age oh um he has like a really gravelly voice and then he he's got a prolific solo career that's just incredible um 
he passed away uh, at this point. I think it's been about a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had a memoir that he wrote. Uh, man led one of the most just insane lives I've ever read. I'm I'm only like a quarter of the way through it, but already it's just like Jesus Christ, this mm-hmm. guy. Like, I mean, I'm glad he wrote the book because my God, it's 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 fascinating. But he struggled his whole life with like substance abuse and uh, became really close friends with Lane Staley. Um, mm from uh, Alice in Chains and they did like a lot of heroin together. (laughs) And so a lot of the stories are just about them in like the most insane fucked up situations because drugs will take you to some fun places, whatever anybody, whatever your counselor tells you, drugs will take you fun places, maybe not good places, but fun places. Yeah. Um, And so they really go into, uh, he goes into a lot of like just, just crazy stories. And um, I guess he's not really new metal related, but uh, I got a big, big old, big old love for, for, Mark Manigan there. R.I.P. Uh, is, is he just an author or was he? No, he's a singer. Oh, he he was a singer. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were a... saying, for whatever reason, my wires were getting crossed. I was thinking the, the guy from Mother Love Bone was. Oh. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, I was I'm going on <laughs> heroin addicts who are now dead. Okay. That was my tangent. <laughs> for 200. Although Lanigan didn't die from a heroin overdose. Uh, he died from liver complications. Um, probably from, his, from, probably from his heroin. Okay. Uh, no, he had COVID really bad and apparently that just really fucked it, which is his, mm. I'm sure his internal organs were already just <laughs> trashed. Fucked, yeah. Uh, but then the COVID, I think really, I don't think it's been like an official thing that come came out, but apparently he had like a really bad bout of COVID and, um, uh, then yeah, like, I think, I believe it was liver failure, but uh, I'm not going to speak too much because I think they're still kind of pending some things to see mm-hmm. what happened. But also another guy that died, Taylor Hawkins. Yes. Crazy. Fuck, that sucks, dude. I mean, I guess it's I guess it's about that time a lot of those guys live fast lives when they're young and you know, apparently they they found quite a few substances in Taylor mm-hmm. Hawkins' system. Yeah. Um that was like shocking to me. Like I know. Like it, it seems like Foo Fighters were, have just been on such a fucking roll for yeah. such a long time, especially since that movie just came out and I know. You know, it seems like they were like kind of I don't know if they just like have constant like peaks of of uh, creativity or whatever, but I just feel like they're always like doing something, even when we don't hear from them for a couple of years. Right. I feel like we hear from them like during that time. And they'll release a little like one off or like four track little kind of like fuck arounds. Mm-hmm. I know they did like a while back. They did like a bunch of covers of like older rock bands and yeah. stuff. And like, so they'll just do little interesting things. Mm-hmm. Their their albums themselves. I don't I'll admit to not really listening much too because some of their i say current stuff the past like uh probably 15 years mm-hmm. um they just haven't really haven't really like uh done much for me mm-hmm. uh musically yeah um it, it, it's good it's like music that i listen to and i'm like this is well done mm-hmm. well performed well written but it's not tickling anything in my, sure. in my gooch yeah. it's yeah. just not not yeah. doing it for me, mm-hmm. but uh, Taylor Hawkins, phenomenal drummer, mm-hmm. um, seemed like a great dude, and I know Dave loved him a lot, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously lost Kurt, mm-hmm. and then you know later uh, now lost uh, Taylor. And it's got to be rough. I hope, hope uh, Dave, Dave, if you're listening, hope you're taking care of yourself. Yeah, no he, is. he is. Yeah, Spider One, if you could contact Dave Grohl, yeah, and let him know that the the nudie boys say yeah. hey. With a Z. With a, with a Z. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's depressing. And speaking of uh, dead frontmen, dead musicians, uh, we got snot. Mm-hmm. Get some today up on Get the docket. Get some. Uh, so as we're doing the uh, the timeline thing here, uh, I've I've been updating our uh, Google Doc and have been like adding notes to to some of these. I'm like, because new metal is, uh, you know, as we said in episode one, it's like a a, a dead genre yeah even though there's like it's kind of reverberating back into the culture and there are right. some like new new metal bands that are popping up or bands that have been influenced by that but for the most part like it's a trash genre it really is and it's nowhere near as popular as it used to be in the oh, mid God, to no. late 90s no early 2000s but um one of the notes i i add for some of these is like when bands um have like their last new metal album or whatever like uh certain bands they just like kind of evolve past this yeah. and they don't look back every once in a while they'll like touch back on it in later albums very rare that that happens yeah uh lincoln park is one of those examples did lincoln park do a new metal album after their other their stuff that they one? did uh yeah they like kind of came back to it a little bit because i know I shinoda like wasn't rapping right like for all several albums he didn't rap oh there was like one it was a minute to midnight. He, okay, maybe he didn't really like, uh, he did like a little bit of rapping, but nowhere near as much okay. as he did on those first two. But yeah, he eventually like got back to it. Oh, okay. okay. But um, all that to say, like when I was adding notes for this one, uh, it was sad when I had to write uh, only album uh, because this is like the only like actual album by Snot. Like they put out more music. Right. Uh, they've got a live album that came out in like 2002 or something like that. But um, this is the, the only album by the actual like band, yeah. like fully intact. There's a sophomore album that was in the middle of being made when Lynn Strait, the, the singer of this band, died. So he didn't get to record vocals for any, but maybe like one or two tracks that right. were included on that tribute album. So very sad. Um, but it it is kind of crazy to think that this album came out and it was like kind of at the beginning of, of new metal. Yeah. But they, they had this one album that they toured on, but they made so many fucking friends because yeah. the, the guest artist list for that tribute to oh. straight and snot is fucking stacked. It's like it's crazy. Any, any prominent like vocalist of a new metal band. Yeah participated in recording vocals for that. And then like some other musicians like DJ uh, product from, uh, is that a head PE? Oh, that sounds right. Or maybe that's a different DJ, but like whatever. Uh, yeah, a, a lot of like people participated in that. And if you find the album cover with like the, the like it's all in black, but like all of the singers heads right. are present. It, it does look kind of corny, but it's also like a little bit touching. I, I what do take you it do? out of the way. Yeah. yeah like yeah. it's hard to, hard to say. Um, but this album, Get Some, came out on May 27th, 1997, and I came across this note on Wikipedia that the dog on the cover of this album, Dobbs, uh, which evidently was a girl, she gave birth to a litter of puppies the day this album came out. It's crazy. So for Lynn Strait, you know, he gave birth to an album, he gave, his, his, his daughter gave birth to puppies, you know? Do human puppy hybrids, because I assume he fucked the dog oh my god ross sorry is that too much we can't we can't do that we can't do that 
Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> also, I, I just want to say, and I, this is maybe just, 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 just a quick thing I want to put out there. Um, if people are listening to this and we, we're talking about a band that they really like or, or something that they really feel passionate about and they hear us making jokes about it, mm-hmm. um, grow up, Snowflake. No, 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 no. This is our way. Uncle of- Aaron Lewis has some <laughs> choice words for you. We should do. We should do a segment that's Uncle Aaron Lewis. Yeah. Just <laughs> talks to millennials. Um, no, uh, don't 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 take our flippant little jabs at people as um, it, it too personally because we're trying to make jokes. We're trying to be funny. <laughs> Emphasis on trying. Mm-hmm. Um, but just know that we like this music, mm-hmm. even though we're talking shit about it. Um, I don't want people to feel like we're just shitting on something because we're really not. We're celebrating it, but we're doing it in our way, which is to make fun of it. Yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like, uh, I'm going to talk shit about my sister, but you can't talk shit about my sister, right. that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, so it's like that. Like, we have an affinity for new metal, but we're yeah. also self-aware enough to be like, oh, this is not good music. Like, I remember back in the day when you and I were in our, our first band in, in high school. Yes. And we were talking, or I was talking to our, our mutual friend, Preston, Preston Power King. Uh, Baja Warde. Uh, yeah. I was I was trying to, because he listened to like the Beatles and Nirvana. Like he was he had very specific musical tastes and he was very much into like songwriting and that whole aspect of it. Yeah. Totally different from mine where I'm just like, is it heavy? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I was trying to describe to him Slipknot. Oh god. When when that first came out in 99 <laughs> and he was like, "Well, what is it? Why are there so many guys in there?" I was like, "Look, you're going to hate this. It's trash. <laughs> I get it, it's trash, but I really like it. Like it it checks a right. lot of boxes for me." So, all that to say, like when I have to describe this podcast to other people or and like the music that it's based on, I'm like, "Oh, this is music you don't understand." Like yeah. if you didn't grow up with it and you even if you did grow up with it, there's a chance you didn't like it. Like you didn't gravitate, didn't gravitate toward it. Sorry. Right. Uh, uh, like Backstreet Boys was a thing around this time. Britney Spears was a thing. Oh. Uh, uh, Blink-182. Like this was like, there was a lot of like stuff to glom onto in this era. Yeah. And this is just like what spoke to us for whatever reason yeah. at that time. Right. Um, I didn't really listen to this album back in the day. Uh, no. And uh, the first time I've heard any of this music was in preparation for this episode we're recording right now. Oh, wow. So I don't remember hearing any of these songs. The only time I remember hearing a Snot song was because I bought that subsequent album, the, the tribute to Lynn yeah. Strait. And uh, the the song that um, some of the Seven Dust guys helped contribute to yeah, yeah. was a, a radio hit. It was called Angel Sun. Angel yeah. Sun? Angel Song. Son, I think. Um, and that one got some radio play, and I was like, okay, this song is kind of okay. It. Yeah. It's okay. And they re recorded it for their album, Seven Dust Did. Um, and I like that version too. But I don't remember hearing any snot songs before. And I have been listening for the past like three, four months or whatever. I cycle through three different metal stations on Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. I, I'll listen to it on my phone at work. And I listen to like, a lot like for my work day and I hear a lot of like deep cut songs. Like I, I hear a lot of like deep cut Slayer songs. I don't hear very often. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of like random stuff R- real quick. Um, 
on the last episode, you and I were talking about uh, that first Seven Dust album. Yeah. And we were talking about that song, My Ruin, which was like their first song they put out when they were under oh. the song or under the name Crawl Space. Right. And I was like, I have heard that song probably three or four times on Sirius XM on those various channels, just like in the wild or whatever. Right. And I never hear this song. I've heard it like three or four times, so I was like, I kind of like this song now. But so I've added that to my uh, that's cool my uh, my playlist. But I don't ever hear anyone talk about get no. some vice not. Uh, very rarely do I hear like a person talk about this. But it seems like the bands around this time really, really fucking like Snot. Yeah. In particular, Lynn Straight. Yes, yeah. He mm-hmm. seemed like a very uh, like personable guy that mm-hmm. just got along with everyone, and, yeah. and everyone loved him. I mean, he was his death was enough to bring together all these you know uh, prominent singers into you know do a tribute album for mm-hmm. him, um, and that's really cool. Um, listening to this album now. Mm-hmm. I, I see a lot of influences. Now, whether that's them influencing someone else mm-hmm. or someone else uh, or, or them being influenced by someone else, like which which way it goes, I'm not yeah. entirely sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like back then it was probably all they were kind of like um, influencing each other. Um, yeah. Because none of them were like necessarily huge outside of like corn, maybe. Yeah. Um, none of the bands that we've talked about so far at this point have like broken into the mainstream so to speak right um that's gonna come you know very soon but at this point corn's really the only one that's like uh broken over into the mainstream where people that you know are talking about you know uh uh, their music um but yeah this album specifically i know that i've heard before but we'll get into it Mm mm-hmm uh, well, let's, 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 yeah, let's, let's kind of stay, stay on talking about just snot in general. So, um, the first time I ever heard about him was, well, the lead singer, Lynn Strait. Yeah. Uh, first time I ever heard about him was on the, um, I guess it was the odd uh, Oz fest tour where they were playing with Limp Biscuit. Yeah. And, and they had a giant toilet. Yeah. And he came up out of the toilet getting head from like a dominatrix <laughs> and he got arrested for a, for indecent exposure. Okay. And, uh, on the, I know <laughs> still makes me laugh on like the police report. They asked him what band he was in and he said, Megadeth. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. like that's the first time I ever heard of Lynn Strait, And then I never heard anything else about snot outside of maybe, you know, the liner notes, like someone think thanking bands. Hey, thanks not. Or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, then, you know, obviously once, you know, whenever he died and then the straight up album came out, then I got a little bit more familiar with them. But every time I would go back and try to listen to this album, it just didn't stick with me. I didn't hate it, but it never stuck with me. It never, there was no song that I was like, you know, a week later being like, Oh man, I got to go back and listen to that song. And over the past, it's been a couple of weeks since we've recorded and I've listened to this multiple, multiple times. And I still am having a hard time. I don't hate it. I like it better than Cold Chambers album. But, How can he not? Well, yeah, it's not a super high bar to set. Yeah. Um, but it just, it just, there's nothing that stands out to me about it. 
on this one. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's let's go over the like personnel and whatnot, okay. and then yeah. we we can get into the the like sound and all that stuff. Um. So this album was produced by T Ray T Dash Ray, and my first thought was like like the nineties like Deadpool, Deadpool villain. villain? <laughs> Literally, my note on here, Ross. I knew you would get it. Um. The bandage the, over his nose. Exactly. I'm still waiting for the cinematic version of him. Oh, it's gotta come be cool. On. Jason Momoa. <laughs> They moved the Band-Aid from his nose onto his forehead. Google T-Ray if you're out there. Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, be prepared to be underwhelmed. <laughs> Should we add it to the show? We'll add it to the show. Notes. That's okay. <laughs> well, it'll be on the socials as well. I'll, I'll throw T-Ray on there. All right. Uh, do, a, do a solid for the for the listener here. We've done it. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he produced it. I, I looked into, like, his other stuff, and uh, I couldn't really find a whole lot of uh anything that he produced like in this genre yeah. um he had produced some stuff for like <laughs> Santana and Ozo Motley later on that like got oh. him some like awards did he do or attention or something I don't know if he did that I didn't look that far I was just like how do you go from fighting Deadpool in a bar <laughs> to, to producing not oh my god what the oh, hell is even happening dude T-Ray didn't have a nose, so he couldn't produce snot. Holy shit. Another <laughs> nudie boys revelation. <laughs> um, the personnel for the band, as we've mentioned multiple times, Lynn Strait was the vocalist, uh, Mike Doling, and Sonny Mayo on guitar. <laughs> now, Sonny Mayo. Every time I read that name. <laughs> because of the, the condiment, Mayo right? Sonny Mayo Sonny Mayo. He would go on to, after Clint Lowry yeah. left Seven Dust, he would go in and play guitar for Seven Dust for yeah. a couple of albums or whatever. Um, but eventually he left the band whenever uh, Lowry's season salt uh, yeah. came back. And then he went on to both produce and play with Ugly Kid Joe. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. There you go. Interesting. Because there's a connection with that. There was no like Mick G or Ross Robinson connection to this no, album that I can no, see, which not. is a little bit disappointing. But maybe there is going to be a new set of connections with mm. a uh, a different character that shows up. Um, the bass player for the band is John Fonestock. And uh, Jamie Miller plays drums for this album. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> Like I had mentioned, the, uh, there's only one album proper for this band. Right. And uh, it's is this one we're going to discuss? Um, and even though the the album was like uh, received positive critical response, sales yeah. uh, were disappointing. So I don't think it sold a whole lot. So kind of I don't know. It, it it bumps me out a little bit in the like meta aspect of this, thinking like, oh, this I don't know if this guy knew how much he was loved by his right. peers before he died or whatever. But also part of it was like, I don't know, like corn, like you were saying is like the big daddy of, of this yeah. whole new metal endeavor. And it sounds like they were playing Ozfest. They got to hang out with biscuit and like all yeah. these other new metal bands that were around. So maybe they were fucking living it up during this time. And we just, I don't know. We haven't heard those stories or whatever. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, you know, like Deftones first album didn't sell very well. So who knows what could have come if they'd got, you know, maybe maybe a better producer and had someone that could kind of, I think there's this album, I think this album is excessively long. Like, I think you could have yeah. easily trimmed three or four songs out of this. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, okay, well, if he's dead, 
you want to probably release everything that you have recorded, right? Because you've been in bands where you, you'll write a bunch of songs and then uh, a year or two later, you're like, oh God, we've got like four or five songs that fucking suck. Let's just not play these anymore, right? Because you write better songs sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you, you keep some of your early stuff, but but there's, there's always a, a little bit of a learning curve with that. So, you know, uh, maybe they could have gone on to, to do something a little bit more... We use this word a lot, but dynamic, which I think dynamics are incredibly important, especially in uh, like heavy music. You really need to have some kind of dynamic, something that th- throws a curveball into the mix every once in a while. Your your Jonathan Davis's um, uh, bagpipes, uh, right? You know, so, so something that's like kind of interesting. Uh, Lejean's, you know, incredible vocals. You got to have something that kind of makes you stand out. And I feel like maybe that is the problem with straight up where, or straight up with um, snot where it's like, everything is good. Mm-hmm. The album is produced. Well, everybody plays their instruments. Well, um, his vocals are really interesting, kind of interesting. Um, but it doesn't really, there's nothing to latch onto in the album. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can go through track by track and kind of uh, delve into it deeper. But well, I mean, this is, a good point for us to talk about the sound of the band. Um, so there's like a mixture of hardcore punk, some like funk and some hard rock. Is yeah. What I would say the main ingredients are for everything. Um, and then uh, the vocals. Uh, I feel like we're maybe on opposite sides of the teeter totter here because okay. I listened to this album and I was wildly impressed. Oh really? Yes. Okay. I, I didn't know what to expect. I remember listening to that straight up, tribute to Lynn Strait back in the day and like kind of liking the novelty of that product more than the actual product itself. Right. Um, I, I like a lot of those vocalists, but like the songs themselves, like didn't really like hit the mark for me. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know. Like it, I had to like force myself to listen to this album the first time. But then like, as it started, I was like, Oh fuck. I didn't realize it was going to be like this. And I, uh, me personally, I I really liked Lynn Strait's vocals. Uh, I thought it w- had like I do too. Yeah, I don't want to make it sound like I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say that it was way more dynamic than what I thought it was going to be. Oh, I was okay. I was kind of expecting like kind of a uh, just like a one tone, uh, just like kind of dry yelling the whole time. Yeah. But this has uh, it, to me, it's closer to a Jonathan Davis than it is like a. Des Farafafa or whatever his yes. name is, right? I'll um, give you that. <laughs> and there's a. It was just like more, like you were saying. We say. Uh, I thought the vocals in particular were more dynamic than some of the other stuff we listened to. Yeah. Uh, or have listened to recently, and uh, I just was overall impressed with the album itself. I'm not saying it's like a perfect album, and I totally agree with you about it being over long. Yeah. But. Uh, Overall, like I, there, there are a couple of songs on here that I'll add to my like running playlist. A couple of yeah. them I'll add to yeah. the the nudist colony uh, list. But uh, yeah, do you want to? Uh, oh, uh, before we we get into it, there was one single released from this. What's album. it really? Yeah, it was uh, the box, which is track twelve. I'm sorry, <laughs> track twelve, track four on this. Okay, um, which I was kind of surprised by. But yeah, yeah do you want to? Go through the uh, the track. Yeah, let's do it. Or the the album track by track here. So the first track we're listening to here is "Snot," mm-hmm. the eponymous. Is that the right word? Yeah, I think so. Titular. Titular. Yeah. Titular. 
how we begin the album here. Good energy on it. Huh? Literally, the first lyric, it, it begins with like a vocal sample of somebody like talking, but the first lyric of this album is snot being exclaimed. I'm like, yeah. okay, this is what it is. And I'm listening to this and it's like, there's a, I don't know, it, it's just like, whenever you listen to a, a hard rock album and you can easily pick out the different parts of the instrumentation. Right. I'm always impressed by that. Yeah. Because yeah. as we've talked about before, like a lot of times the bass gets lost in the mix. Not here. Not here. No, like the bass is doing its own thing. It drives some of the songs. Um, I like that Seven Dust album, but yeah. I do think the, the bass got lost in oh, a lot of it. Sure. Like there, it's just yeah. part of, it plays what the guitars play for the most part. And the yeah. guitars weren't terribly dynamic. I do feel like the, the uh, like if you listen to the bass there, it's like playing along with the the bass drum, but it's also its own separate bass line. The guitar is doing some like weird funky thing. Right. Nice groove there. Oh yeah, they're all great musicians. Yeah. I like that they change up the like tempo from time to time on this song. Um, yeah. Yeah. What do you think about this? Um, I think it's a really fun song. It's a great opener. Yeah. Um, banger of an opener. Um, the energy is at a at a nine and a half. Like they come out of the gate just like banging it. My my first note was open up the pit. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I did have a note on here that uh, one of my first things that I when I was listening to this I was like this is like what Cold Chamber should have been. Ross, yes, we are simpatico on okay. this. this. This album is what I thought I was getting from a cold chamber, just from like right the, the, from loco. The, yeah, just from like what you hear people talk about. Yeah, with culture and having an affinity for. Like you can like go to a concert, and if it's like a hard rock or metal show, sometimes you'll just see a cold chamber shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't see snot shirts or whatever, no. you know. Uh, or if you do, it's like the the rapper, the new rapper snot that's like S dollar sign N O T or whatever. So did you hear about this? Uh huh. You heard about this? Yeah. Um. I guess somebody from Snot. One of the guitarists. Uh, well, Limp Bizkit is going out on tour with the, the rapper Snot with a dollar sign S. Snot. Yeah. Um, and I guess uh, somebody from Snot like like messaged Fred Durst and was like, "Hey man, I think that's really fucked up that you're taking somebody else named Snot on tour. What about us?" It's like I don't. It sounds like it's supposed to be a joke, but I don't think it is. Evident I don't think it is. Evidently, this guy made like this long ass like Instagram post about it, and like like yeah, a video you betrayed. I'm like, you shouldn't like. I don't. I don't feel like Lip Biscuit is like trying to rub it in the band snot's face. No, I think it's just like happen like that. Maybe they just like that rapper. Also, rarely does the band have the full say in who tours with them. A lot of the times, that's that's mainly the record companies going, hey, we've signed these other people. Mm -hmm. Would you be interested in taking any of these guys on tour? Sometimes they'll just be like, you're taking this person on tour. Some yeah. like really strict uh, uh, labels will do that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't I don't know how it you know kind of all worked out in this case. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's like, dude. Your Who cares? Band it's like a different thing, dude. Like was on look, I'm sorry, okay, but your band was only relevant because somebody did a tribute album about your dead singer. That, mm -hmm. That's gonna sound harsh, mm -hmm. 
But the, the fact of the matter is um, this album did not sell very well. And had that, had that uh, tribute album not come out, nobody would know who you guys are well look they've snot the band has reformed a couple of times over the years yeah, and, and fallen apart within like two years yeah and it, and also they they play with different singers one yeah. of them is tommy vexed who uh would go on to uh front this band called bad wolves and then he would kind of ended up getting kicked out of it because he's a, a incredible conspiracy theorist and very mega associated and the rest of the band was like knocking head at, but uh, oh. even he, like he was he was well liked before that in the the metal community, and I mean like in every version Tommy, Tommy of Vex or whatever Tommy okay. Tommy Vexed yeah okay uh, in like every version of Snot that has like reformed, I would it's not like they like got together reformed and like made new music that was available for people. Maybe they recorded stuff and just haven't released it, but. All that to say, like, they're all just performing these songs again, and they haven't had any further success. Yeah. Like, and I, I, there was even a thing that I read that was after, um, the singer, uh, after, uh, uh, Lynn died, mm-hmm. uh, somebody asked if, if Snot's going to go out and find another lead singer, and they're like, no, we hate when bands do that. We're not going to, yeah. we're not going to, like, you know, just, just try to carry on without, you know, our main, but then apparently, yeah, like a few years go by and then they were like, yeah, fuck it. We're going to do, we're going to do all of our songs with a different singer yeah. and they're going to do it again. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not, not shitting on the guys, but it's like, th- this is a really dumb thing to get upset about. Yeah. Like I, I hope the rest of the guys in the band are like, dude, what are you, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Like, and also when you take an opening act with you, it's usually a new band that mm-hmm. needs exposure. Yeah. Um, not a band with people that you played with 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Like that's going to sound harsh again, but it's like, dude, yeah, come on. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I know. Like uh, when I, when I heard that, I was like, this can't be true. And I read the whole article. I was like, this is, this is weird. This is uncomfortable for the guitarist of snot or whoever, you know, um, it's, yeah, it's it's surreal, surreal, surreal that it came up. Um, but yeah, this, uh, whenever I first heard this song, I was, I was all in. Um, I didn't know that the, the album would be, would like rock this hard. Cause it's not like, I don't mean rock this hard. Like, oh, it's like so fucking heavy. Cause it, it's not, but it's just like, has this very like upbeat, like, uh, feel, uh, yeah. that I was not expecting. I was very much expecting, uh, more along the lines of that first Cold Chamber album. Uh, right. But yeah, especially out of the gate coming out with this, I I agree, this is like a great album opener. Like if yeah. they opened oh, up yeah. a, a show with this, I could see like that pit forming and then people just like immediately having a good time, you know? Um, and then, yeah, this is uh, the only band in the new metal timeline so far to have a song named after themselves. Hmm, okay. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know if, if we're going to come across that later on. Uh, I've, I've tried to like, think quickly uh i I don't like there's no song called lincoln park or um like slipknot they had an early song on like a demo before they got signed called slipknot because weren't they they weren't slipknot at first right um i i think they were oh but i I think it was like a situation like this where it's like what came first like the band name or the song right whatever so because they they also have uh, track seven is called get some so the album get some by snot has a song called Get Some and also a song called Snot on it. That's so it's weird. like, did did the band name come first or did the song 
And did if if it was the band name, did they purposely write a song that is named after themselves? It's kind of kind of a, a weird yeah. mindset, but like also like I I I had this song on my uh, my um, Apple TV uh, after work today, and I, yeah. I just had that like playing in the background as I was like doing stuff around the house, oh, and, it, and it and it displays it displays lyrics on there. Right. I would look up every once in a while, see what the lyrics were, because I I don't pay attention for the most part. Yeah. I'm just like I'm dreading the day where I'm just like seeing something about like oh no I love Hitler or whatever like on the lyrics I'm like oh fuck I hope that doesn't happen. I guess when we listen to that stained like, album, I was going. You mean, Seven Dust? Huh? The Seven Dust album? No, stained. Why was there Hitler stuff? Oh, oh, oh! I it was. I was talking about the rape song. From oh Seven yeah, Dust. Okay. I, I immediately yeah. blocked that from my yeah, mind. I like after that, I was like, oh, I can't have that. Yeah. But um. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Quick side tangent. Yes. Because that was bugging me. I'm like, what the fuck is this song? Mm-hmm. I did look it up. Um. So. Apparently he wrote this song uh, uh, as as there was a groupie that he was with that he went home with one night and she wanted him to be very rough with her. Oh, okay. Um, and so, uh, but but like when you when you when you do a song like that and you're kind of do it like pulling the rug out where it seems like it's one thing, then like the last like couple lines need to be like. <laughs> but it was all a dream or like, like, but, but she was into beat, you know, like, like something that explains, because if you walk away from that song, just reading the lyrics, you're going to think this guy's a fucking rapist. Like there's no other way you can take this. Like Mm. there's no, no double meaning or something like that. Um, uh, yeah, it was like the, the song ends, the music fades out. And then like the last thing you hear before the track ends is, and she was into it. (laughs) Yeah. Or 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 kind of turning suggestion. around how I felt raped or you know maybe that's not the best thing but yeah. but but something that kind of lets the audience know what I've been singing about is actually not the way it actually happened or something like something to 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 imply that I'm not really a rapist yeah and this was like a consensual act or something yeah but and, it didn't come across that way and I'm not like saying at all that like it's it's okay to like rape or anything uh clearly i am (laughs) oh god (laughs) if she's into it but um no like it god that's such like a a bullshit defense but it's like it's like i should have brought it up the 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 cult no 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 we need to like talk about it like it's a thing but um like so stupid to say but this time in the 90s rape culture was not so prominent it's not where it is now Right. To where, uh, you know, we realize that people can be like triggered by that and all of that stuff. Um, yeah. And I, I doubt that if they were to write that song today, that those oh. would be the lyrics, you know? I, I'd be shocked if they ever play it. <laughs> oh, yeah. My God. You know, like uh, later in the Beastie Boys careers, they were like, oh, shit, the stuff we write, like people don't understand the joke. So they would stop performing girls and they didn't put it on their like greatest hits album and all this stuff because yeah. it was like, oh no, I did it are... like this. I did it like that. I did it with the Siamese cat. <laughs> oh, wiffle ball bat. Yeah, they changed wiffle ball bat to Siamese cat. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh weird. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> all right. Sure. Uh which like which like I, I never took it as they were fucking a girl with a wiffle ball bat, but after no, they I changed didn't. it to uh, Siamese cat, I was like, oh, they were they meant the wiffle ball bat. <laughs> You know, kind of exposed themselves there. Honestly, 
because I don't really pay attention to, to lyrics, I until they explained why they didn't include girls on the, the Greatest Hits album, I yeah. never paid attention to the lyrics. I was like, <laughs> I was just like, oh, these, li- okay, I see. Yeah. Like, I wasn't, I don't know, it just sounds like a fun song, but like, I was like, oh, okay, these lyrics are like demeaning. Okay, I get it. Yeah, I, I under- yeah. understand why they didn't do it. Uh, what were we talking about? Uh, snot. snot. Um, so, <laughs> stupid. Yeah, stupid. Track two. Here we go. Stupid. Here we go. Oh, sorry. This is a gay porn I just put on. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. 70s gay porn. No, leave it on. Leave it on. I like this part. I like this. You've seen this? Um, so, we were talking about dogs. Dogs barking. Hey, just like the cover of Snot. Just like it. Yeah, that's why we have it in here. This is post production. Of course. The album does end with a dog barking. Um, but yes, go ahead. I was going to say, this does remind me a little bit of Incubus. I was going to say, this reminds me a little bit of that Power Man 5000 does, album. Yeah, Power Man 5000. Yeah. Too, which that reminded me of Incubus as well. Oh, okay. I'm well, more familiar with Incubus than these two bands. Sure. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I you know my note on here was let's get funky, um, and uh, the track of the or the title of this album. What? Okay, now it's heavy again. Um, title of this track is stupid, like you said, but it's spe- spelled S T O O P I D. So classic new metal misspelling, you know. The, oh yeah. You get, you know, follow the leader, like Quinn says. Um, what do you think about this track? I like it. Yeah, it's fun. It's mm-hmm. funky. It grooves. Yeah. I sound like an old man. <laughs> it's fun. It's funky. It grooves. <laughs> um, but no, no, it's it's a it's a nice break, and I feel like they should have done maybe a couple more of these songs and put them later on the album because I feel like, well, when we get there, it, I really burn out on this album quickly. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I, I, I'm so far, I'm I'm like still totally on board with it, mm-hmm. um, and I think part of it is that. When I put this on, I've been, over the past couple of weeks, I've been listening to the entire thing front to back, like no pauses. Yeah. And so by by the end of track like eighteen or whatever, I'm just like, <laughs> okay, okay. There's fifteen tracks on this 15, album for yeah. for the listener, but yeah, I mean, like it it does, excuse me, it does feel uh, over long. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I'm I'm totally in. You know, I I love that first track so much. By the time I got to this one. And it changed it up a little bit. It was a little bit funkier, it, which yeah. is part of New Metal's DNA going back to that first Sugar Ray album. So I was like, okay, I, I can see where this is going. Um, but I think this song is it's so well executed for what they're trying to do that yeah, yeah. I like it. Even though it's not something I would like immediately gravitate t- back toward, I can appreciate like uh, the dynamic they're going for and yeah. varying up the the energy of the album but it does seem a little bit like early for them to do that but that's why i'm saying i think it could have been placed a little bit later in the track listing yeah. just to you know hit you in the face with a couple really hard songs and then kind of like slow it down funk it up and then you know al- album flows are important when you're listening to them front to back yeah <laughs> uh because you get uh yeah uh but no 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 i i, I like it mm-hmm. i dig it i was trying to imagine them playing this you know, like when we listen to these albums and we, we go front to back like this, I, I try to picture in my head them playing that album live or whatever. Yeah. Which is why I like hearing whatever they open the, the album with so much. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, maybe this is how they would start a live set or whatever, especially on their first albums. This is 
us presenting our music as a recorded work and then as a live work or whatever. Right. And I feel like track ones from a debut album is a, a good way to like start a show for the most part. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So like, would they play this second? I don't know. Like a little, a little too uh, funky for that. But um, I, I think if this were like track three or four or something like that, it'd be better. But yes, overall, I agree. The, the the song itself, I enjoy. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, any other notes on that one? That's it. Cool. Let's move on to track three, Joyride. So this right off the bat is reminding me of something. What's that? Mean Machine. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When I listened to this album like a couple weeks ago, I was like, I got to remember to mention RPM. Yeah. uh, Yeah. yeah. I feel like this would go great with... uh, like this front to back, like on a, like a racing game or something, uh, like a racing video game. This this and Mean Machine would be yeah. phenomenal. Oh yeah, but yeah, no, I'd, I again, um, it's a solid song. I, I don't have a lot to say about it. Just like I enjoyed it. I think all of these songs, I would love to see them performed live because I feel yeah. like this would be an awesome live show. From what I remembered them saying back in the day is like it's not had a like a great live show. Like they were very energetic, jumped around oh, a lot, yeah. that type of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I haven't gone through to look up video or I, I don't know if there's anything on YouTube or, or whatever. I would imagine there's got to be like something, right? Uh, the internet is so vast. But um, I like that the song begins with a solid bass line and it is yeah. catchy enough that it, it like sticks with you through the rest of the song to where. For me, anyway, I was like paying attention to the bass more, and I always yeah. like when when heavy bands let the bass player start a song. You know, oh, yeah. it's like let them do something. You know, like if you're if you're gonna like put them in the back of the mix or whatever, yeah. just like let them start a song at the very least. You know. Well, and and a lot of people go like bass. Like, what is the bass even? Why even have a bass player? Right? I used to be like that myself. But when you have a good bass player, it makes a huge difference. And also, if you want your music to move at all, you have to bridge the the melody with the with the um, uh, with the rhythm. And that's where the bass player comes in. A good bass player. A lot of bass players will just be a second guitar, and who cares? Yeah. But uh, a good bass player will know how to. That's sad, it. right? It ends with a oh car God, crash. I didn't yeah, even think about that. Holy yeah. shit! I put that song ends with a car crash sound effect. Jesus! Yikes! And the the reason for that is uh, Lynn Strait died in a car wreck. Yes, it is both he and his dog. That's Crazy. on the album cover. Yeah. Both died in that car wreck. So very very sad passing. Sad. Wasn't yeah. drugs though. So I mean that's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess yeah, yeah. that's good. Uh, back to what you were saying about the the bass. Um, well, the bass. It, a good bassist will find a way to link the melody of the guitar and the vocals with the rhythm of the drum. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're supposed to bridge that gap. If you ever heard, if you've ever heard like um, a guitar player and a drummer play, you'll notice something just sounds like it's missing. Mm-hmm. Like it just sounds empty and hollow. Well, a good bassist will come in there and inevitably what I'm trying to get at is, is, is what you're moving to, what you're dancing to is the bass. 
It's not mm. the drums. It's not the guitar. It's the bass. And not, not to say that, you know, you can't have a funky drum beat or you can't have a funky guitar beat or guitar rhythm, whatever. Mm. Um, but when you bring all three of those elements together with a really good bassist, um, that is what makes music move. And so for a song like this, where you're, it's supposed to be like a driving, mm-hmm. like, and you start out with that, you know, it, it, it carries that all the way through the the song and gives it that driving, uh, that driving feeling. Yeah. So I, so I really appreciate that they did that because mm-hmm. that's, I think really important. I just appreciate the fact that they have the bass turned up at all in this. Oh yeah. It's like a, a prominent part of the, instrumentation yeah i would say and i think that's why one of the reasons i do love new metal so much is because they do generally put a heavy emphasis on bass so mm, yeah uh, i really enjoy that yeah but, um, the I, I was thinking about this like all the the bass players that i have an affinity for in popular music are from new metal bands like sam rivers mm-hmm. uh ryan martini from mudvayne both incredible bassists. oh yeah he's really good both have like uh strong senses of melody but also yeah. rhythm. They could be heavy when they need to. They could be melodic when they need to. Yeah. Um, and they're just like, I feel like they're well-respected within their genres For sure. as well. Yeah. And, you know, you get your Les Claypools and your Fleas and stuff like that. Guys who, uh, the bass stands out a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's always very much appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Fieldy, who could forget? Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he does have a unique style, so, you know. You got to give him that, I suppose, yeah. So next up, we've got The Box. Yes, go right ahead. Now, keep in mind, as we're listening to this, this is the only single that was released for this album. And um, I don't know if I would have got that from this. Yeah. I kind of wonder if part of the reason they did that was because this is one of the few songs where he tries to do a melody, some yeah. melodic singing. My my only note for this song is that there's a nice variety of vocal styles because there's calm yeah. and quiet verses, there's screamed chorus. Not like insanely dynamic. I understand that that's, that happens a lot in, in heavy music or whatever, but for this this band, I, you know, and honestly, like this far into the new metal timeline we don't always get that or or if we do it's not always like good or, or listenable right you know? so yeah i will say I, I read a lot of their lyrics while i was listening to it mm-hmm. and they fall into the trap of like <laughs> the 90s is so commercial and they're just <laughs> it's all just because the song is about like the TV and how it turns people into like idiots, you know. Oh, um, man, you remember that Incubus song, Idiot Box? Oh yeah, yeah. It, that I feel like that's the most like prominent time I ever heard that term before. Right. And it's even then, like when I heard it, like in the late '90s, I was like, this term seems wildly antiquated. It, yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, but, wait till we get to the next song. I'm gonna read you some of the lyrics. Oh, okay, great. Song, because it is. <laughs> It's almost like somebody is parody, parodying, uh, l- like Rage Against the Machine kind of lyrics. Oh, real okay. Uh, but Rage Against the Machine is good. Yeah, <laughs> are really good lyri- lyricists. He's not bad. Lynn is not bad, but it falls into this trap where yeah, it feels super dated. 
I on the the few lyrics that I saw today, it, it seemed like it was just kind of like, here's some words that I'm saying, just to have lyrics to a song or whatever. Yeah. Like I I like the vocal intonation better than I like the lyrics. I'm finding on going back through a lot of these new metal albums. Um, you know, it's not until we get to the uh, the durst of it all that the lyrics really sit with me. Where I'm just like, this is what lyrics are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I I don't know if uh, how seriously I want to take uh, lyrics into the equation and like factor that in right. from a band called Snot. You know. Fair. Which is like when people like shit on Fred Durst's lyrics, like I just did. Like I'm doing it tongue in cheek. Like right. honestly, like back in the day, maybe I was kind of rubbed wrong by Fred Durst's lyrics. Yeah. But then later on, I had the realization, like, oh, this band's called Limp Biscuit. Like, how do I want to die on that hill? What like, am I expecting? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so we'll just let it go through to snooze button. Track five. Here we go. Oh boy, that sounds like a little bulls on parade-ish. Oh, got got the alarm clock. Oh, we're gonna have to go to my job. <laughs> this is why I'm glad we do the show because, like, <laughs> we we fill in the, the blanks. I have no notes for this song, so like, whatever oh, okay. you have on on snooze button here, let fly. I, I, I wrote, is this a parody of '90s edgy lyrics? You know what this baseline reminds me of. Now that we're listening to it, it reminds me. Machine? No, uh, uh, oh my God! There's some Bush song that I'm like, uh, God, oh. what song is that? Not Razorblade Suitcase. Is it Razorblade Suitcase? That's an album, right? Is oh, that a song? Maybe it is. I don't know. Like, it, it has to be a radio hit because that's Mouth? all I know. No, I don't no. think it was that one. Okay. Uh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Now, yes. Oh, hold on. I'm gonna have to. Uh, now, yes. Fuck. The lyrics keep going back. Okay. <laughs> Now, yes, you want the steel's protein. I throw you up and fell asleep again. You did not even fight. Well, it's just another song. Talking about how you take... Talking about how you let them take your rights. Another redundant verse. About how you refused to fight and lost. What cost? Your cost has no champion. How could you hope to win? By just complaining? Now it's raining on your parade. Decisions made could cost you. If... If, like, in verse two, he talks about Superman killing himself, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> well, at least, like, I kind of see where he was going with George Reeves shooting yeah, yeah, himself. Yeah. Like, that, I, that, Honestly, like, respect, because that was a reference that went way over my head. Hey, we're nerds. We should, I, we I, know should about, about, I know about the curse of Superman. I should have known that he was talking about George Reeves. I had no idea. I had no idea George Reeves killed himself. Reeves. Well, here's your motherfucking wake-up call, and there's no way around it. Caught you asleep once again, and we ain't having it. Got freedom for you to do just what they tell you. You missed the train of thought. You did refuse to be taught a lesson. Now this is what I'm guessing. You'll be held accountable. Things you didn't want to know. You're stressing. Now with your mind, they keep messing. They took your so-called rights. You did not even fight. Well, that's, uh... Yeah, some kind of, like, anti-establishment-esque... Like... Like on the fringe of that, not quite as to the point 
or as artistic as Rage Against the Machine. But, While you were you busy know. fucking sleeping, you know your government was creeping. Someone left the door unlocked. You were asleep. Your life was bought and sold. Yes, to the highest bidder. Left you in sitcom hell. So convinced you're doing well. You sit back. Synapses are attacked. American gladiators are the only thing they're giving back. <laughs> oh, he's going after Turbo. <laughs> you're dying in your mind while they keep lying. Okay. So I might have to just like stop this and go play another song. Have you heard the um, Birthday Boys featuring uh, our good friend Mitch uh, from the Doughboys? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he does this song, Three Problems in America, and no, it's like huh? a Rage Against the Machine. Okay, I might have to play that. Okay, all right. Um, just because it's not very long and it's absolutely fucking hilarious. Okay, so here it is right here. Mr. President, I have an announcement to make. Get your pen out, because there are a few problems in this country that have come to my attention. Take some notes. Quiz on Friday, sucker. One, two, three. Uh, let me tell you about the problems in America. Oh, boy. Here are the problems in America. These are the problems in America. Listen to the problems in America. A teacher in the unemployment line after the grad school that he's done. He can't get a job because of the color of his skin. That's problem number one. Problem two has to do with the oil overseas. In the blood we shed to ship it home while we pretend to live free. And guess what, Mr. President? Number three is corporate free. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) This is Mitch? This is Mitch. Oh, my God. Oh, there's a video. Sorry, I was looking down at my iPad. new metal we can play this pretty much yeah <laughs> god bless this country the beautiful us of a god damn did he write that himself <laughs> i don't know he's a, a really good like comedic writer like any of the stuff that he oh. like does on doughboys or whatever that he writes like yeah. I, I think he uh writes and produce or like co-produces the uh like christmas, christmas episode they yeah do, right? i think so yeah those are always so fucking like well planned out and funny He's i know there's room so for improv fucking but funny. still man yeah damn i would highly if you're not familiar with the doughboys just go out there and start listening to the doughboys they're yeah. it's they're better than we are <laughs> well hold on hold on like you can listen to the nudie boys and also the doughboys well yes yes nudie boys and honestly doughboys. the ultimate team up nudie boys and the D-Boys. Let's go. Nudie-do? Nudie-do. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we got to get a thread chain going on with them. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, of course. We know you're listening. Let's make it happen. Okay, uh, we'll go back. Do, do you want to do you want to finish the snooze button? Because <laughs> like, again, I had no no uh, notes on that one, so okay. we we can. You move got on the idea. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, let's move on to track six, uh, which is three one three. So, this is like one of three instrumentals yeah. on this album. And I remember hearing two instrumentals, but again, if you're listening to this album front to back and like do not, if it's like while you're working or whatever, sometimes these songs kind of flow into each other. Um, yeah, big time. There's a, a variety of music on this album, but they kind of delve back into those different varieties regularly throughout it. Right. So, so you can kind of like flow from one song to the next without looking up to see, Oh, the song changed or whatever. Um, but yeah, the, these instrumental tracks to me, they're like pleasant to listen to. There's I don't, I don't think they're, they're bad in any way, shape or form, but also I'm like, they don't overstay their welcome. Yeah. But part of me is like, wait, is that your wife? No, she's laughing. (laughs) (laughs) She gets no joy from me at the very least. This could be some other fella, but, um, I like instrumentals are fine, but I don't, I don't know. Like th- th- this album seems over long anyway, so I I could say you could take about it there and be fine, um, or do like some Limp Biscuit tracks on uh, some of their albums where they have like a song after a song or whatever right. you know. Um, even still, you I guess you would just like hear it as you're listening back to it, but eh, whatever. I don't know what the solve is for it. I think it I think it helps break up. Um... I think it helps break up the album. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always like listening to. I like instrumentals. I know they're not for everybody, and a lot of people just skip them. I, I got no problem with that. Yeah. I got no beef with that. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it because, like I said, I've listened to this um, repeatedly, sure, uh, front to back, no stops, mm-hmm. um, several times before I started writing down my notes. Yeah. And oftentimes, I would get like three songs deep and not realize I had gotten three songs deep. Yeah. Um, so whenever these happen, I'm like, okay, this is a clear delineation. It's kind of a breather, slow down. I generally like what they're playing, uh, so I'm I'm fine with it. And I, I like I like a funky bass groove over you know funky drums. That's I true. Just you know, yeah. I'm a sucker for it. I could see them playing this like at a show, like in between like songs or whatever, and just him talking to yeah. the audience. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm fine with it. Where'd you get some snacks? Where'd you get some snacks? Do you guys want to go crafty afterwards? They told me the beer, uh, the, the the bar was shut down. Where'd you get some? Where'd you get popcorn? Do you guys want to watch uh, Dominatrix come out and suck my dick? <laughs> Boy, what a! I want to be there for that conversation that led to that. You know, to where he's like talking to this oh. this person and be like, "Look, uh, it's gonna be real funny. Uh, I'm I'm doing it for the jokes. Oh, I'm not gonna get any pleasure out of it. Are you kidding me? I think it was a fake dick. Yeah. I get, I get that. Like, I don't. He may know. have said that to not get into more trouble, but the the only note I saw about that was that he was like arrested for like indecent exposure or whatever at the yeah. The concert no, initially, or it was I a didn't, misdemeanor, I didn't was... but they bumped it up to a felony. Damn. So, yeah. Maybe it was going to be a, a misdemeanor, and then Missy Elliott stepped in. She's like, uh-uh. She was like, yep, 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 come on, and they were like, well, we got to reverse it. Fuck, we got to, yeah. Damn. Damn, as he says. Great punchline. All right. Uh, so track seven, the titular, Get Some. 
Another bass boy. Oh, and there's that snare. Mm-hmm. Hello, snare. Snare is popping like a motherfucker. Did we I have this it. conversation on air about the, the snare drum in new metal? Or maybe that was... Yeah, we talked text. about it. Did we? Yeah. Oh, God. Corn. I think that was one of our corn episodes because he had that just slapping, popping snare. I, th- I thought specifically within like the last week or two, maybe it was like a text or something you had sent me about like snares being like one of the more defining traits of new metal or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. Fuck it. I've been working a lot lately, so yeah. things happen and I don't pay attention. We've had that conversation at some point, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, I think this is one of my favorite songs on the album. Really? Yeah. My uh, note on this one is uh, that it's a self-titled song. I, I've got nothing else beyond <laughs> that. Uh, I think this, this song exists. This, I think this is around the time that like I first kind of like tune out a bit. Yeah. Um, not for any like particular reason, I guess. I think maybe it's just uh, this song comes off of the back of that instrumental, which is very like uh, it's akin to this down tempo. You know? Yeah, they're uh, siblings, so. I don't know. I, I think my, my, my brain just tuned out a little bit. I like the guitar part there. Spread some mayo on that bad boy. <laughs> but I feel like this song is kind of a, a um, variation on the theme of the uh, the quiet verses the loud choruses yeah that's in all kinds of like heavy music or whatever but like i feel like they've they this band in particular has already done this on that album so it doesn't catch my ear as much you know um it's not a bad song but it just it reminds me of power man 5000 also easy easy now (laughs) thank god spider one isn't litigious you know he shut our asses down so fast (laughs) respect you know i appreciate him not coming after us but uh, i like him as a person i think he i think his lyrics are really creative and i think his whole like the presentation of his band is always a lot of fun whereas i feel like a lot of bands just like don't care about their presentation so much but i feel like he goes to extra lengths sort of like white zombie rob zombie uh where they're like really trying to put forward like it's an experience it's not just coming to play music yeah it's like hey this is a fucking spectacle that we're throwing at yeah so i i very much appreciate that about his stuff. Yeah, great album titles as well. You know, speaking of albums, oh, the best. We're listening to one, but uh, the the cover of this album, like we had mentioned, has Dobbs the oh yeah boxer Lou Dobbs, uh, uh, yeah, uh, with a, a little uh, tennis ball on her nose that says "snot" on it. Uh, we didn't discuss the album art this time. What do you what do you think about this? How do you feel about seeing a uh, an animal friend on the the front of the the album there? That's good. Yeah, I like it. I like it. You know, like, if it were up to me, like, I really don't need to see, like, the the artists on the cover of their own albums no. for the most part. Like, no. and, I'd much rather them do some cool drawing or painting or something yeah. or, you know, sexy lady or something. Or something kind of, like, fun yet kind of, like, silly. Like, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> those first three Kanye West albums. Right. Oh, I like the, the bear yeah. mascot, you know? I'm like, good, yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun, you know? Like, you know, I like it. Um, it's good. It's a good song. I like it. Uh, I enjoy it. 
they incorporated the like right there. get some in there. They were like, hey, that sounds like an album title to me. It's like, hey, yeah, man, whatever. I guess I don't know. <laughs> okay, let's. Uh, we got a lot of tracks uh, sure. left. We let's, move on. Uh, Number eight. We might not spend the entire. We may not listen to the entire track. Yeah, we don't need to. So. I think we're, we've we've. Uh, so this is very punk. This is very much so. Yeah, another great pit song. Um, go ahead. Okay, did you listen to this whole thing? Hell yes, I did. Please believe me. I've got the notes. Okay. Yeah. Because at first I was like, eh, you know, it's a, it's a punk song. I, it's I, fun. It's fun. You know, I didn't catch this until today uh, when I was listening to it uh, again on my Apple TV. It's not sponsored content, but I would love for it to be Apple, you know? Yeah. Steve Jobs, get to work, you know? Live yeah, up to your namesake. <laughs> I, I keep waiting for it. Um, it's around the, the 120 the mark. One I, th- mark. I think we're... We're coming up on it. Yes. Because at first you're like, okay, this is like a punk song. Okay, yeah. Then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stop talking. Yeah. Here just let turn it, it up a little bit. Nice and punky. We've got the gang vocals in there. Oh god, I love it. So okay, it's a punk song. Fuck yes. Hell yeah. Banjo on this song by Glenn Nelson. <laughs> and uh, now we're back to it, right? Like this, but it's still got like. Well, be fucking France, man. <laughs> <laughs> this song fucking rules. This, this song is, slaps. This hard. is going on my best of playlist. Um, <laughs> the guitar on this is. Uh, Additional guitar, I guess, is by Dave Fortman, who uh, is the guitarist for Ugly Kid Joe, and he oh. would go on to produce albums by other new metal bands, not oh, just Snot. Okay. Um, like I, I found the list of like artists he had produced, yeah, and it's mostly new metal, but there's one exception. Let's see if you can find it: Evanescence, Mudvayne, Slipknot, Godsmack, Simple Plan. Godsmack. Yep, that's it. Huh? Yeah, Simple Plan, which is is kind of weird, but um, what's what's I, I okay? I know Simple Plan. What song did they do? It's oh, on the tip dude. of my tongue. Uh, like they're like pop punk, right? Yes, yeah. From okay, I think they're from Canada. Oh God. Yeah, I know. There's one thing where it's in pop punk. It's a Canadian pop punk. Oh my God. Although, hey, Avril Lavigne, call me. <laughs> she looks good. Like I know. Okay. Uh, we're going to get misogynist for a second, so trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> trigger but, warning for misogyny. Seriously, I... Uh, Band name. I, I expect all musicians from, like, the 90s at this point to start looking pretty rough, you know? Like, a lifetime of touring and probably substance abuses mm-hmm. and... Um, it's not. It's not like an easy life where you come out with like beautiful skin and 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 healthy, right? <laughs> like, yeah, we're just fortunate. Yes, of course, we uh-huh. look gorgeous right now. That's why people can't see it. Like if we were to be like a video show, people would lose their minds. Oh yeah, we, I'd have to put like you know, uh, <laughs> Apple would get. I have to put a tarp down for all the uh, <laughs> splooge coming through. I was gonna say like Apple would get like phone calls asking <laughs> to like, can is it possible to make my screen darker? It's just they're they're glowing too much. Um, Apple, how do you get pussy juice out of a laptop? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, uh, but no, but like, uh, Avril Lavigne like looks fucking 
cute as shit. I haven't seen her Still. recently, but I remember there was one time she was performing on Canada's Much Music, and uh, she would like walk out to the crowd outside of the like studio or whatever, and uh, I saw like part of her like ass crack. I was like, oh, dude, hell yeah, that happened. <laughs> I don't know. For whatever reason, I wasn't that into it. Um, but uh, <laughs> I feel like Chad Kroger touched that. I don't want any part of it. Oh, this was before that. Oh, okay. This is before that. Uh, Simple Plan. They had they had some hits. I'm just a kid. Perfect. Well, I'm just a kid. Yeah, life is a nightmare. That one, right? I think so. It okay. sounds even if it's not accurate, it sounds accurate enough. Sounds, where I could have made up anything. And I, I could be in DC <laughs> canon. I feel. Uh, welcome to my life. Addicted. Welcome uh, to my life. I do anything. These these type of songs. So, I do anything. <laughs> I think I think I was actually the right melody. I think so. I think I it's consistent. It, I sing it beautifully. Um, but yeah, so so Dave Fortman, he's he's the person I was talking about earlier. Where it's like I think he might be a separate set of connective tissue. Like you're gonna okay. have your Ross Robinsons and McGee over here, then you're gonna have Dave Fortman over here. So okay. um, like the Soren and the Saruman. Yes, Magneto and Professor Xavier. Yeah, I hate that there's. Soren and Soroman. Martin Luther King and Malcolm McDowell. Senior and junior. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this song was fucking wild, but it was, like you said, it fucking slaps. It's so much fun. Like, oh, yeah. that yeah. would, I would hope that this would some way be incorporated into their life set. I don't know if they would actually have a guy who plays banjo standing just outside of this guy. thing. He just like walks out, <laughs> plays for 14 seconds, and there's like, like you Worth it. You see him come in on stage left, walk across the stage, play his part, and then like exit stage right, you know? Never stop. Yeah, just like Doing the entire like time. Jig. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn, come on out, buddy. It's your turn. Uh, but man, yeah, I, I love this song. Deadfall is a, a hit for yeah, me. that's good. Okay, uh, next up we got I Just Lie. Mm-hmm. Track nine. No notes on this one. <laughs> this is another one of these songs where I was just like, this just sounds like another song in this album to me. This sounds like bands I've been in. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That, but I do kind of mean that as I, a slam. I feel that, man. <laughs> I do, yeah. It does, it does sound like local band-ish. And like, if somebody... Handed, like came up to me and handed me like a demo and I listened to this song okay yeah perfectly fine yeah. song to me nothing offensive about it I haven't read the lyrics so maybe there is I don't fucking know but rape it, oh god uh, but otherwise it just sounds like uh, another song on this album like I said you yeah know? it sounds yeah, yeah it's fine it's a cover band song and I'm not lying about I Just Lie track 9 that we just discussed all right, so we'll go ahead and move on cool. to the next one. Um, Track 10. Get some of D's. Oh, some ODs. Yes, sorry. it's Irish. Some of D's. Another instrumental song, the second one on the album. I We have to acknowledge that track 7 is called Get Some, and this song is called Get Some of D's. They've used Get Some twice as a uh, title for two songs on this album. At and it's is, also the name of short. That. Yeah, Again, yeah. The... Good drum line, good bass. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> good drums. God damn it, good bass line, good drums. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Yeah, I'm slipping. That's fine. I'm sundowning right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, we got unplugged, which 
It's not very unplugged to me. I was gonna say, it sounds like they use so many like pedals and stuff on this one. This is where I start losing it. Okay. I feel like for me, I, I kind of go in and out on this album, like my voice just did. Uh, go in I, and out? Yeah. I have hell no, yeah, dude. I don't get it. Dude, hell yeah, dude. You have an in and out urge? Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, Animal style, you know what I mean? <laughs> like when two dogs get their butts stuck together? Hell yeah, Fuck dude. Fuck yeah, dude. Dude, um, it's so fucking hot. Uh,. Yeah, I just—I don't have any notes about this one. This, uh, I'm, I'm in agreement with you where I, like, I could tune out on this one. Like, I this is one of those songs that you take out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's there's nothing uh, super interesting it's, to me on this it one. It sounds like a, the first song you wrote in your band and that you stopped playing after six months. Yeah, after you write better material. With, yeah, yeah, just one of those things. It's uh, like filler. Again, yeah. it, inoffensive. Um, I'm sorry, did you say filter? Uh... I literally have no idea what I just said. You said the filler. I, I, oh, okay, okay. I'm trying word association, and I'm tired, and it's not working. No, that's fine. Uh, if my brain worked, it, I, I would have got it. Maybe. You want to take my picture? Oh. I won't remember. You know, I looked into filter to see if they're on the, uh, if they'd be considered new metal to include in, uh, in our discussions. Uh, they are not. Industrial? But, yeah, it's yeah. like uh, industrial hard rock, that type of thing. That that take a picture song mm -hmm. came on the radio on just some random playlist, not one I had made, but like one of those like curated ones, sure. and, it, and it came on, and I was like, oh shit, this song. And I turned it up, and I'm like, <laughs> you will never guess who's singing this song right now. To my to my wife. Oh okay, yeah. <laughs> to, I was like to myself, Richard, Richard Patrick. Yes, I know who it is. And I was like, I was like. Uh, I was like, it's the brother of Peacemaker's dad. <laughs> oh, shit. I was, I was going to say, uh, was it T-1000 or whatever? But yes. Yeah. Same guy. Terminator yeah. 2. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's just like She's that. She's like, really? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. yeah the Filter was a big band back in the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was his brother. And yeah. his brother was T-1000 and Peacemaker's dad, the White Dragon. Yeah. Damn. Damn. We brought it back to Nazis. Brother. <laughs> I'm German. I can always bring it back to Nazis. <laughs> Just say my last name. <laughs> Three appear. Oh shit. Um, well, I, did have, I did have relatives that were Nazis. There were like like tigers. Uh, you, you can just say they fought in the war. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just don't specify which side. side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, any uh, other notes about uh, this song unplugged? Uh, no. Okay. Cool. Let's move on to track twelve. Takato. Which initially I read as like Tecate. I was like, oh, I, I did too. Yeah. Beer? Okay, cool. So I've rarely heard a jungle beat in a rock song. That's cool. That literally my only note on this song is the drums on this song fucking rule. Yeah. And yeah. there's something about the snare like, oh yeah. I don't know if they like remiked it or it might just be that I noticed it more on this because yeah. it's like so wild but man I, I think i like the drums on this song quite a bit this yeah this song is a keeper for me it's good yeah like it's the one shining spot at the tail end of the like the last quarter of the record or whatever yeah uh any other notes on this one nope cool let's move on to track 13 mr brett featuring theo kogan and i remember when i first like listened to this song it stood out to me because i was like oh there's another voice on this but yeah. it wasn't until today today that i was able to find out who it was uh theo kogan is a uh 
I guess the vocalist from an all-female punk band called Lunachicks. Who yeah. Just like, like if the Lunachicks and Ludacris don't have a, like a tour together, <laughs> what are you doing? You know, that's what should happen. It's like Limbiscuit takes out dollar sign not right. They're right. that version of snot. Ludacris can take out Lunachicks, and it's like there the, you go. Uh, the Dixie Chicks will get mad. You know, uh, I think they're just the chicks now. Not to me, brother. <laughs> Uh, After they criticized George W. Bush, I never forgave them. <laughs> I won't say what I call them in private company. You know, I uh, mostly across the board, I, I hate country music. But I remember them like criticizing George Bush back in the day and pissing off yeah. uh, everyone, Trace Atkins or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? These ladies, these ladies might not be so bad. You know, I remember when Republicans were like, "You can't criticize a president during wartime." <laughs> And then Obama became president. That's literally all they did the entire time. Uh, even though um, we had a war going on. So this song, Mr. Brett, uh, I read somewhere like who the song is about is it's supposed to be like some like, fuck, I get to remember who it is. I don't want to like slander someone. Uh, Brett Gelman, the comedian. Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, uh, it was, I think it was like some like record label guy or, or maybe like somebody in a, a different band. I think that's what it was. Um, I can't remember who it was. All I'd say, uh, the song is called Mr. Brett, and I do have to say my name is Brent, and I've got like, I've, I always feel some kind of way <laughs> about the name Brett because I'm like so annoyed by it because like people constantly get my name wrong. They call me Brett all the fucking time, yeah. and my last name is Hibbard. They pronounce that as Hubbard, so I've been Brett Hubbard for <laughs> to like strangers for the the better part of my life. But um, I, I'm. <laughs> fart. Uh, I, I feel conflicted about it because, fart. like, it makes me angry. But like, Brett is a better name than Brent, so I'm just like, God, I can't even like, I can't even express my anger properly toward it because it's like, well, I fucking won, you know? Like, I can't. It's hard <laughs> for me. And th- there are people named Brett that have told me, that, like, once they find out my name, they're like, Oh yeah, people call me Brent all the time. I'm like, who does that? It's like a less common name. And it's, it's like, why would you just throw an N in somebody's name? You know? I don't know. It's, it's disgusting. It's filthy. And I feel like they're just trying to make me feel better. So I'm yeah. just like, okay, I'll just, I'll just take it. But it is, it is what it is. Um, my notes for that last song are just ugh. <laughs> really? Okay, I like that song actually. Um, but we can move on. I didn't to, hate it. Yeah. I just at the end of it, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think I think I just I'm having like. <laughs> Having listened to this album, like, I'd say like five or six times at this point, like by this point, I'm just like, I just want to go listen to a podcast. Uh (laughs) I know. And so I think maybe if I had heard this song like in a vacuum and not at the tail end of listening to this repeatedly in in, in the course of like a week, um, I would probably be more generous towards it. But I am just like, okay. Just ready to be done for the most part, right? You got a female backup. Uh, I understand that because I, yeah. I often like, uh, there was a time where comic books were like my primary, like media consumption vehicle. Yeah. Right. But now it's podcasts. And like, yeah, if I'm just like doing stuff around the house or, uh, sometimes at work or whatever, uh, I'm, I'm listening to podcasts. It, it brings me so much joy oh, and I have to like yeah. interrupt that listening to listen to an album. I'm not that into or whatever. Right. S- sometimes it, it makes me grumpy about the whole process in and of itself, but it's necessary for this podcast that we do that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know how you can look up like your most used apps? 
There's like a mm-hmm. there's a setting somewhere in there where you can look at like how much time you spend on each app. Like oh shit. Yeah, I don't know where it's at, but my podcast yeah. app is like, <laughs> like everything else just pales in comparison to my podcast app. Uh, and you turned me on to that uh, Overcast, Overcast app, and Ooh. I will never go back. Yeah, like I'm I'm pretty fully on board with Apple for the most part, but goddamn, those like last few updates they did, I think it was like maybe a year or so ago to Apple Podcasts, I was like, I cannot. They broke this fucking thing horribly. They try to put too much shit in there, and it's like I just want. Give me a list of my podcasts mm-hmm. and then let me handle the rest of it. Yeah. Like that's all I need from you. And it and it's not just that look, I am an old man and I I don't necessarily like change, but I can adapt to it over time. Sure. I, I made my peace with it. But that change they made to the Apple Podcast platform to yeah. where it would like just delete whatever queue I had going and I would just have to like go and like scrounge up those those episodes again. And like at a certain point I was just like fuck i'm never gonna go back and listen to whatever those were but with overcast you could make your own custom playlist yeah i've got like four different playlists that i like toggle between like where for whatever my mood yeah it's a it's a beautiful thing and it's a free service yeah. but I, literally just like two days ago i went ahead and plunked down the 9.99 for it just because like i appreciate the app sure and i'm like i want to give 10 bucks to the developer they're doing like anytime they make changes they're for like actual improvements right oh my god i'm just like so impressed with and it it's easy to add rss feeds to it so like anytime yeah. you sign up for like like i signed up for cbb world yeah. and uh like the doughboys double and stuff like that you can just go to the site and it says which app to use click overcast and boom it adds a feed in there does yeah. your password just bam logs everything in and then you've got the feed it doesn't fuck up because like i don't even know can you add rss feeds to Apple Podcast? I don't think you can. You can. Yeah, I've, you I've can. done that with okay. like uh, some like with Gorlane Rust. And that I know the Stitcher thing. app you couldn't. God damn the Stitcher Fuck app. Stitcher. Why are people... Oh, God. It pisses me off that I... Okay. I pay for that because I do like the lack of commercials on some things. But I just have moved that over to Overcast through uh, semi-nefarious means. But I'm paying for it, so I'm not even worried about it. Okay. Just stop paying for it. Mm-hmm. See what happens. Nothing. I haven't paid for it in a year, and I really? still get it. <laughs> Noted for the future. Don't know how, oh. but I still have access to everything. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I okay. really only use it to listen to Teacher's Lounge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I think, the only thing that I, I use it to listen to. Everything else is... Hmm. You know what? This is a good point, because now I've I've got CBB World. That's like all the company Bang Bang Associated stuff. Yeah. Doughboys I pay for separately. Holy shit! I think I, yeah, I'm gonna cancel that whenever it cancel and just see what happens. Yeah, okay. There was, a, there, there was a thing on the Earwolf subreddit that was. And we're getting into the weeds here. Um, <laughs> most people don't care about this, mm-hmm. but there was a thing on the Earwolf subreddit that was like a bunch of people were like, "Hey, I stopped paying for Stitcher and I'm still getting it." And then it was like 50 comments that were like, "Holy shit, me too." <laughs> Interesting. So I think okay. something fucked up with their. I don't know, but I haven't paid for it in a year and I still get it. So. Huh. Yeah. Alrighty then. All right, so that was Mr. Brett. <laughs> Next up, we've got Get Some Keys. Track 14. Do you think he means like kilos, like cocaine? Uh, I did not, oh, like, you know me. I'm a fucking... Huge cocaine. No- <laughs> I don't know any drugs. So outside of like NyQuil and Robitussin. Yeah. So I was like, oh, so he's like a janitor. Got <laughs> 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 like a key ring. Uh, but uh, this is the third track on this album with get some in the title 
How weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. Track seven. Get some. Uh, track number. Let's get some D's and get some keys. Yeah, get some of these is track 10 and uh, get some keys is track 14. So I guess they were like, we have the words get some repeat so many times. Let's just name the fucking album after that. It's like, okay, cool. That little organ. Oh, yeah. Mm. That is fun. Love it. I could see myself, you know. Playing in the bathtub. Getting nasty to this song. Yeah, you're nasty, so you got to get clean in the bathtub. Yeah. Uh, third, nasty, <laughs> nasty boy. Third track with "Get Some" in the title, also the third instrumental on this album. So it's just this for uh, two minutes forty six seconds. Yeah, uh, pleasant to listen to, but uh, yeah, to me, I'd skip this. This next song here, I'll just preface this by saying I, I feel like I had a bit of a revelation about myself on this next <laughs> song. Okay, all right. Um, an 18-year-old Ross would have found this next song fun. Oh, my God. Hilarious. Uh, we would have played this song so loud on a TSA bus. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Now at <laughs> the wrong side of 30, um, I'm almost 40. Same. Um, listen to this song, I was just like, no, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. This, and it's not. I'm not. I'm not like. Oh, I'm too good for this. I can't make potty humor jokes or oh, you know, whatever. Clearly not. Yeah. Uh, but I just don't have the. I, I just don't have the the bandwidth in me to care about this at all. Mm-hmm. So here's the next one. It's called My, My Balls. balls My Balls Your Chin is what he said. Uh, track 15, the final track. This is what closes out the album. Yeah, my balls, your chin. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not bad. It's not bad. This is like the most new metal-y the vocals get. It's like the that new oh, metal yeah. rap style, you know? He's got kind of a... I, I kind of wonder if Fred Fred Durst um, for $3 Bill Y'all, I feel like his vocal intonation... It's very similar. Here's the chorus. My balls, your chin. Gang vocals. When I put them on your chin. To be fair to this song, I'm in agreement with you on... Because like when I heard this, I was like, are these the lyrics? And they were. I was like, this is... This is stupid for me. Like, you know... Yeah. I... But at the time this song was out and they were like playing these like smaller clubs with these little like 14 year old like pimple faced dorks right. like us, you know, if they played this oh, live, like all about it. the whole crowd was yeah. would be screaming, my balls, your chin, you know, yeah. uh, so I, I could see why that aspect of it is in this, but like. Yeah, extremely juvenile. <laughs> lyrics like the most juvenile. Like from this band called Snot, even these lyrics are like a little bit like, oh, really? And I like I like a good funny juvenile lyric, but it's gotta be funny. Just just screaming my balls your chin, I think the joke is supposed to be like I'm screaming my balls your chin, but like 
I feel like we've moved past this as a society. This seems like when you're playing like a first-person shooter game online with someone, and right. they they like frag your ass. Oh, they would right. they would like put this in the little like message or whatever. Yeah, yeah. my balls your chin. Yeah. It would be like abbreviated like MBYC or whatever, and you just you would just like know what that is. It's right. Like, Fuck. It's sort of like it it's like it got the same impact as like I fucked your mom last night. You're yeah. just like oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. What do you, what do you want me to do? Get mad? <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, it's like an insult that doesn't actually offend. You know. Right. Yeah. And is it also like? Is he saying like I want to get head? Or is it just being like? Oh, more I'm barking. Put my balls on your chin. Is uh, that the joke? I don't know. I didn't read the lyrics to this, but except for like the chorus, and I was like, "Oh, this is all I need," you know. Like this right. is kind of why I don't read lyrics. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna get from something yeah. like this. Um, and there's like, there's, yeah. like, there's a creative way to do juvenile lyrics, and this is just mm. this isn't it, Chief. Like this, just you know, uh, I'll skin your ass with a chainsaw. Like mm. I'll skin that ass raw. Like that's juvenile as fuck. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of like funny, like, but like actually kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I'll skin your ass with a chainsaw. Like, you know, it's got like that, that like. It's so over, it's like cartoonishly over the top. It's cartoonishly where, where this feels just like they're trying, they're like actually being like, I'm putting my balls on your chin, huh? And like Fred is like, I'm going to skin your ass with a chainsaw. Yeah. Like it, I feel like there's just a big gap in between. And it, but it's a subtle, it's a big gap, but it's a subtle distinction. Mm-hmm. I feel like Donald Trump would be like Donald Trump hand, <laughs> uh, big distinction, small, small penis. Okay. 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 It's, it's the most wonderful penis. Okay. He's gone. I'm not gonna, yeah. I don't want to like somehow bring him back into, <laughs> uh, like accidentally like summon him, summon him yeah. back into office. Cause yeah. God, I don't think I can take it. No, I just want to forget all about him. He's going to run again. Aaron Lewis is his running mate. I mean, they certainly stand a chance, you know? Well, they're on the outside. Now we're, we're, in. Now we're mega hats or camouflage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sponsored by Realtree. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? It's like that hunting brand. Oh, you see okay. like on the back of trucks, it's like a big decal with like antlers and it's like, it's like, <laughs> okay, um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah. like camo and it'll yeah. say like real tree across yeah. it. That's funny. Cause like my, my eyeballs just like shut down. Oh, I know. Like they avert that gaze immediately. Yeah. Um, uh, there's no hidden track on this album. Zero. Uh, which is kind of rare for new metal i guess there wasn't on that uh that seven dust album or whatever but it seems like this with all the instrumentals and all that stuff it seems like they would have something something but again this the song and the album itself just end with like the dog barking and the the bass player like throwing a little lick in there and everything um but yeah the the album just kind of ends here uh his balls are on our chins Um, balls on the chin yeah so uh yeah that was it get some by snot we got it. We got some. <laughs> we did it. We got some snot all over our faces. Um, so let's uh, let's rate this bad boy. So oh boy. on a scale of zero to seven, new metal guitar strings. How are we going to rate this, Ross? What are you thinking for 
Get Some by Snot. The first and mm. only album by this band. I'll give it a four. Interesting. Okay. So a little bit a little bit above like middling. Mm-hmm. Like there are some songs on there that I really dig. Yeah. Um again, I think you could have cut like three or four songs out of there and it probably would have been a little bit more solid of an, of an album. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed what I enjoyed and then the stuff that I didn't enjoy, I didn't hate. It wasn't like cold chamber. I was just like impossible to get through. It's not egregious. Yeah. Um, uh, it's not egregious. Um, I think that if I hadn't, because, because prior to this, I really hadn't listened to this album. Same. So like yeah, all of my experiences within the past, like two weeks, mm-hmm. And sometimes when I'm doing these, I've noticed that when we, when we listen to these records that especially ones I'm not very familiar with, um, it can get a little bit of a slog because I feel like I'm doing yeah. homework almost. Same. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's weird too, because we're doing this podcast specifically to discuss these albums. Therefore we need to have an opinion about, if not every track, most of them. And right. S- and sometimes we run into these situations, like several of these tracks where I'm, I had no notes. I'm just like, this is just another song on this album. You yeah. Know? And it's yeah. like, it's a, it's a good song. It's yeah. fun. It's got a good energy to it. Yeah. And it's, but, but yeah, you don't have much to say. And so you're like kind of struggling to come up with things to say. And I think that maybe, you know, when we're having to do this for 15 different songs, <laughs> trying to think of something and then like thinking about I'm gonna have to sit on mic and talk about this while this plays in the background what Mm -hmm. the fuck am I gonna say yeah um it almost becomes a little bit I don't want to say stressful but just kind of like I don't know I don't know it's fine (laughs) yeah and that's how I especially got towards the end of this album I'm like it's ugh, it's fine it's fine Mm -hmm. it's fine like um and so I think uh overall I enjoyed it but um Outside of like maybe two or three tracks, I probably won't go back and listen to this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's not bad. It's well produced. It's well performed. Um, but, you know, maybe if I had been a little bit more at that impressionable age, if I'd grown up with it more, I may have, you know, found more to talk about and had more of a nostalgic connection with it. But as it stands, it's a fine album. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. So right there, the dead center, number four. Numero four. That's what you're giving it. Uh, you know, I, as we were like leading into discussing the album, and even before we recorded, you were like, oh, here we go. We got to discuss this thing. And I was like, uh-oh, he didn't like it. Which I think is like somewhat consistent with your thoughts, but it's it's kind of just like, okay, right? Yeah. Uh, and I came into this being like, I was really impressed with this. But okay. in my head, the number I came up with is also four. So, <laughs> so somehow we came from opposite corners of the planet and have met in the middle here. Um, because yeah, I do, I do like the songs I like on this. I like quite a bit, and I was impressed yeah. by it. I was expecting something uh, way less and way like worse, frankly. But like the the tracks that we talked about on here that I enjoyed, like the the opening track, uh, Snot, and then uh, track eight, Deadfall. Uh, it was so wild with that banjo bluegrass breakdown oh, in the, the center of it. Um, the stuff on there that, or on here that I like, I like quite a bit. So yeah, I'm going to give this a four for my enjoyment. I can't quite give it a five. It just doesn't sit well with me there. Um, I'm not going to revisit most of this album, but yeah. like there are more songs than I thought making it to my best of playlist. 
Yeah. You know, so yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think my, my, my trepidation coming into this, talking about this was like, I don't have a nostalgic connection with them. There's not a whole lot of information out there about them because they only released one album. Yeah. And that was the other thing is like, if we had good notes for like some of these, like the song unplugged track 11, we could have like talked about that, but none exist. So yeah, you know, like, and like when you go like with a corn album, like every song has like this whole story behind it because they've talked about it so much. Yeah. And so with this stuff you go, cause I always go try to do some research and find out more about the band and, and, and you know, the meanings behind songs and stuff like that. And there's just like nothing out there for yeah. this. And Everything talks about how he died prematurely, yeah. you know? Um, and, so I, I I think my my hesitancy was when I came in I was kind of like oh we're gonna talk about this mm-hmm. I wasn't like I wasn't disappointed I was more like I don't know what I'm gonna say but we we found a way to we we're hitting two hours so of literally as you said that we hit yeah. two hours yeah, in record yeah, yeah. time that worked out um but that you know we we've said a lot without saying a whole lot kind of right. a little bit but uh, you know we used it for tip off points for sure. conversations. Uh, I so, think we've we've said more about this album than anyone has in twenty years. Facts, yeah, yeah. 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 I think think we've discussed this album for twice as long as its running time, right? So yeah, I, I think that's fair, fair yeah. to say. Um, and I I feel like if uh, Lynn Strait lived and you know uh, they continued on with their musical career, there's a chance that I mean if the second album was better than this and then so on and so forth, then it's possible we would get the story behind some of these songs. Oh yeah, for sure. But unfortunately we'll just have to live with never knowing the story behind my balls. We'll never know what the lyrics really mean. You yeah. Know? We'll never find that deeper meaning within mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, unless we was my balls, your chin in reference to Don chin who created adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters, because that to me, that's what that song means. I think you're, I think you're right. I think so. Hamsters have balls. Mm-hmm. Don Chin, my balls. Hamster Don balls. Chin. Don Chin. Hamster balls. Don Chin. There you go. Hamster balls. <laughs> Don Chin. Um. So, uh, Don Chin, get fucked. <laughs> so, on that note, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at nudistpod. Email us nudistpod at gmail.com and check out the nudist colony spotify playlist there's a link to all of that stuff in the show notes speaking of the playlist we're gonna have a link to the next album we'll be discussing on episode nine of nudist colony ross do you know what we'll be discussing next time i do not it's a follow-up album to a band we've discussed previously we're going to discuss the tone depths no floored by sugar ray okay i am excited because i feel like i know a lot of these songs front to back it has been a while since i've listened to some of the like deeper cuts but there's a lot of this where like when i bought this album back in the day censored version of walmart uh i will be listening to yeah yeah it's gonna be a yeah gather the kids it'll it'll be a good one (laughs) for the family but um i i remember listening to it front to back like regularly Oh, uh, yeah. So I think there yeah. were maybe like only like two, maybe three songs I would skip. I think there was like a cover of an Adam Ant song. I was like, stand and deliver. I don't know what the fuck this is. Do you, do you have what month that came out by chance? Uh, I do. Yeah, I can give you an exact date here. Because I remember getting sec. this. I believe I got it for Christmas. Christ, 
Christmas. Gross. Um, got it for Christmas, and I remember listening to the fuck of it. I kind of feel like you got it for Christmas as well. Maybe not. I I, I sought this one out and bought it myself, which is why I ended okay. up buying it at Walmart. Okay. And how I learned that tough, tough lesson that if you buy an album from Walmart, it's going to be censored yep. automatically. They don't even have to tell you. Um, June 24th, 1997 is when Floored by Sugar Ray June came out. June 24th. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So it was, it was several months then before I got it. But I guess I guess Fly was still a pretty... Because back then, songs would play on the radio for like a year like after they came oh, out. Oh, sure. Yeah. So And Fly was a pretty huge song. So mm-hmm. that, that would have still been in probably regular rotation whenever I got the album. Oh, yeah. I mean, you hear this on like the, the local uh, like... Was it like adult alternative music or whatever? Yeah. Now I kind of feel like you got the album a couple months before I did, and I listened to it and I really liked it, and that's what prompted me. Because initially, Fly, I was like, it's a good song, it's fine, but I got really tired of it really quick. So I feel like the only reason I would have got it is because I heard your 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 like the album, your album, and 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 loved it because Fly is a. There is, it's, it's it an, is uh it's its, its own outlier. thing yeah <laughs> on an album it's it's it sounds like a joke song that they did kind of sort of and we can get into it on, on yeah, the next episode it, yeah. but like yeah part of me is like did they do this as a as a lark uh and it's like it seems like such an outlier track on the album but it's on there twice uh one with super cat one with without right right right, right. um but yeah, we'll we'll get into all that. I'm looking forward to that discussion because yeah. like there's a lot of those songs on there. I have wild nostalgia for same. And if That'll people didn't listen to our first uh, Sugar Ray album, please do so because do uh, I think it's our least listened to podcast. Factually, so it's our, our least. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So looking forward to the, the next it, one. But, but the next one has Fly on it, so maybe it'll be better. Yeah. And if I pe- feel like people probably go back and listen to the ones that they owned. Yeah. So it's like they look at the list and they go, well, I didn't own Coal Chambers. I'm going to listen to that one. Uh, I didn't own Sugar Ray. I'm going to listen to that one. Uh, but like like Life is Peachy, I know, is, is done decently well for yeah. for what we do, the numbers we do. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I hope the next one, I hope the next one. I feel like a lot of people own that album, so a lot of people might be interested in hearing that. Yeah. Please. And certainly no one has listened to this episode because it's uh, Get Some by Snot. So, yeah. Uh, we can just say whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, so. I kind of wonder if uh, this one's going to get lower or Sugar Ray is going to get lower. It's a race to the bottom. Yep. That's what this mm. is. Uh, anything else for you on this episode? Mm. Let's see. Don Chin get fucked. Donald Trump get fucked. Aaron Lewis get fucked. Bye. Say something for the record. Tell the people what you feel. Fuck the record. And fuck the people. Fantastic. Uh, bye.